some black. Typically like that stuff. Say what? Y'all, y'all go ahead. You said you typically like that, like that genre of like that um simulation theory and all that. Yeah, I've, I've been. I don't know why I get on YouTube and look up oh random boy. stuff. You know, you just go down the rabbit <laughs> mm-hmm. hole. Of yep, simula- yep. Like you, you the world's a simulation. You click a thousand. Oh, yeah, man. and I'm well, like, which was it? Hold on. It was. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in a uh, uh, I'm in a, a limbo phase right now. It's like I don't really know who I am right now because it's like you, that whole simulation like, factor. Bro, bro, I took an edible and I don't sound <laughs> as fucked up as that. I don't know how you take an edible and record, man. I, I don't think I can do it, dude. <laughs> I guess this one's light tonight because uh, I don't feel it. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. oh man, now you must be supposed to on some strong shit if you can't feel the edible. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, yeah, you should watch Devs. Like, Devs, uh, if you're into simulation theory, that show was dope. It's like 10 episodes. Devs? Where, where's that on? EVS. It was 2020. It, um,. Uh, it was like a, it was one season. That's it. Uh, what streaming platform? Uh, it sh- it was, hold on. It, it should be on Hulu. Oh, Hulu? Okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. Yes. Okay. It's going to make you. <laughs> You're going to be like, wait a minute. These my hands. Bro, watch, watching that with the edible? Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. I liked it. It was a good, it was a good concept. I like shit like that. Like, you don't even have to. Worry about oh, let's go second or third season. Like just one and done, one and done. Mm-hmm. Do it well. Apparently, mm-hmm. it went it went under the radar, so a lot of people have seen it, but it was it was well done. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Feel into that simulation theories can definitely mess Ooh. you up. It can. Yes. It really can cause mm. it logically. It just it makes sense. <laughs> Logically, <laughs> if you think about deja vu, if you think about like, oh wait, did I do this already? All that shit, it makes so much sense. So, did when, anybody when you, when you put something when you put something up and then you look back and it's still there? Yeah, yeah. All right. Did you guys you know watch that funny Tenet? feeling? That funny. It's almost like that premonition feeling because sometimes my dreams feels like a premonition of what's to come. You know and. Sometimes when I feel like something is familiar, I have that that's who Raven stare. Just mind mm. just go blank and be like, did I just been through this before? <laughs> you know? That deja vu feeling like I've yeah. had this conversation before. I literally said this before. I've been here before. Like yeah. what the fuck? I dreamt this, right? This is yeah, a like, dream. Sometimes or I don't get that, sometimes like I feel like I dreamt something. I was like, didn't I experience this before? And sometimes like in my dreams, it'll 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 go bad, but then and I in real life, I'm like, so I'm expecting something bad to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's but wild. it doesn't happen. So I was like, maybe, maybe, you know, that whole simulation theory. They were like, well, it could be possibly something that happened. And, you know, they mix simulation theory with a different dimension version. Of, like, you know, you're experiencing something from a different dimension. I'm like, how do you mix those two together? You know, because you're, so, you're, you're, t- you're asking me to believe that there's a different dimension of, my, uh, of myself. So it's like it's still the yeah. same thing because like when you so when you first boot up your computer, the reason it takes so long is that it makes your your processes on the processor are running different variables. So mm-hmm. say, say right. like when you turn your computer on, sometimes you'll open a folder and it takes way longer. But if you close and open it again, it'll be way faster because your your computer's already cached has already cached that data. Like 
if you think of it like that, that like you already ran through all these variables, you kind of already done all, all the stuff. So like you're getting like, um, what's the word for it? Residue, like a residue feeling that you've already experienced something. So it's it's messed up. Right. It's messed up. <laughs> it's messed. Up. It's a good. You should watch. You should watch it. Some tells me you've already wrote a crazy st- uh, story about this. Oh me? No, I would never touch already. this. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because <laughs> because you said that you said that so well. Oh, I work. Well, like, I work I with like, I, I right. work with computers all the time. So like, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then so you would know. Okay. It makes a, yeah, it makes sense. Because like, I'm all like, bro, bro, that 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 already sounds like that was like something I could see happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it it would make a. I mean, devs did it really well, so that's probably why I would never write anything like that. But um, yeah, that would make a pretty good concept, honestly. There he is, Thompson. Man, that's some uh, <laughs> uh, that that's something that like uh, is it a uh, um Jordan Pugh would write in the, uh in his version of um uh, uh uh what's it, what was that what classic show called you know uh, Twilight Twilight yes yeah <laughs> I think he did the rewind episode on that where the guy kept getting oh. shot by the cop mm-hmm. oh that one was hard that one was killing me no it wasn't the guy it was her son. Your son would always get shot by the cop, and it would like rewind, and it would happen again, and it would happen again. I'm like, oh man, that that one's heavy. That was a heavy episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't like I don't. Every time somebody brings up the topic of you know, what if life is a simulation? It's like, man, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> What's why? Why go there at all? <laughs> you know, because now we're just gonna be in the speculation. Because like, it's 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 a huge conglomerate of mindfuckery i'm like all right now wait a minute now wait a minute you're trying to tell me but it just but it makes sense though like you can't help but to make it like to correlate it that it makes sense in some weird weird, weird fashion it just does yeah because it's like why, it just does so there's two so it's either everything's random if there's mm-hmm. any connection between any elements in our experience, our experience in the world, because we experience the world, I think, at two milliseconds slower than what's actually happening. So if there's any, like, connection between how we experience the world and it's simulated, whether, like, whether it's the way we think of it, how computers work, then that's, that's a completely different question. But if there's any connection between, like, you dropping your phone and something happening in England... At this that same point, if there's any connection between those two things, then it is simulated technically. Just can't help but to put those correlations together because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like you can like you can like a friend will mention about a, a, a like you know you can talk to a friend or something like that, and they'll like they'll talk about their experiences, saying you'll be like, "Hey, I experienced something similar to just like that," you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, it's like it just makes sense that it could be simulated, you know? It does. It does. Like someone even talked about like how uh, people were saying like you know the NFL could is starting to feel like feel a little bit more scripted and stuff you know yeah, it's like it's yeah. starting to feel like sports entertainment I'm like all right let's not go there <laughs> even uh, the NBA hey I'm I'm that guy yeah I'm that guy <laughs> sure. that, that end of that Super Bowl was suspect <laughs> <laughs> I think oh shit we talking about the Super Bowl now oh no I right, go ahead D Smith go ahead man. So say talk that talk, man. Talk oh, that talk. Oh, I, I, I has gone into in NFL and NBA. Nah, man, this is all good, man. You got something to say? Say it, bro. <laughs> I, 
that that th- those call those calls made. I mean, uh-huh. for years I felt, especially with some of Tom Brady's wins and the times that he's gone to the Super Bowl, have been have felt very riggish, and it, it just seems like they they've they've they played this out for a long time, and people are, are at least somewhat aware. That um, some of it is scripted. I don't. I'm not gonna say all of it is scripted, because no way you can sit up here and make no. things perfect. But I do believe that uh, the refs edge things a certain way. Like those last two calls at the end, that guy not getting called for pulling on the dude's uh, helmet earlier, but then they called him on that other play, and then they both got uh, flags on the play. That that made no sense at all. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they missed the call with the with the tugging mm-hmm. on the uh, the helmet, right? The face mm-hmm. mask tug mm-hmm. for the wide receiver to get the touchdown. So they're like, "Oh shit, we fucked up." So now we know later on during the game they got to give the call back to the Rams mm-hmm. to make up mm-hmm. for the touchdown. They yep. know they had they had to give the call. So in the fourth quarter, but the last what three minutes of the game, the Rams about to score. It was like third. It was like third and like seven or some shit like that. They didn't mm-hmm. get it. So they're like, okay, holding on defense, here's your call. And I think that was kind of to give to make up for the touchdown because mm-hmm. they missed the call in the last one. So I think I mean Brady got calls. I think this was a scenario where they were just trying to I guess balance the game out out of the bad call for the first game, but I'm not I mean, I don't to be honest with you, dude, I'm not surprised. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL has some kind of uh you know conspiracy of like hey mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. and such needs to win or whatever mm-hmm. I, I, I wish you could su- see my face right now because you would be <laughs> laughing <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised with the amount of money that's involved this was the most think about it I mean this was the most money put on a game in NFL history Bengals and Rams oh I didn't know that I, yes. I did not know that this is I know, it. I know there was a lot of money down on um, mm-hmm. on uh, the Bengals. They they were uh, from uh, my contacts that I know, and my uncle from Vegas. They they were they were very much set up to uh, to look like the Golden Boys for this, only to fall. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the L.A. Rams losing in their own their own stadium for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That many, you know, they. I mean, L.A. partied all night and the whole week. Like, for them to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals at home, I mean, that seems such a far-fetched idea. But, I mean, it almost happened, but it didn't. But I think mm-hmm. it was almost, mm-hmm. like, enough to, like, mm-hmm. entertaining game and the winners got their money and even the yep. losers got their money because it was mm-hmm. a more closer game than everyone thought it would be, sort of speak. You know what I mean? Potentially. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I'm just, you know. Just throwing yeah, it out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Speculation. Yeah, I, I, As Orion I mean, would say, speculation, speculation. <laughs> you know what I mean? mm-hmm. What do you think about the halftime show? Great. I'm glad that they started off first with a uh, next episode. What you got, oh? What, uh, what do you guys think about the the rest? Of you think about the halftime show? Was it good? Did it was it underwhelming? Did it uh, meet your expectations? I had a halftime show. Yeah, man. Uh, the halftime show was uh, was actually nicely done, man. I I enjoyed it. Definitely, <laughs> I caught, saw a couple of a couple of memes you know, talking about like you know only our generation would know about what's going on. You know who we used to you see the real version of ourselves when you see Dr. Dre 
Eminem, 50 Cent, Mary J, you know, you know, I think the only one that's probably a gener- that's related to, you know, current generation is Kendrick Lamar, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, no, man, I enjoyed it, man. It's just, it, I, I pretty much did just like everybody else did. I went straight to Apple music and, and created my home playlist, you know, of everything from Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem and everything else, you know, and just feeling that West coast vibe back in the nineties, you know, in the whole NWA and Tupac movement. Enjoyed every bit of it, man. It was just nice to see them come together. You know what? It's just, it just get, it's just a testament to the times, man. How we just enjoy anything that come, uh, anybody that comes back, you know, like just the return of anybody, you know, because we've all seen it through Spider Man. How we see the return of Tobey Maguire and and Andrew Garfield. It's almost a testament of how uh, the Super Bowl, man. It's just it's just nice to see who we grew up with come back and still do the same thing, you know, and just just reliving those moments in time, especially in a. Uh, um, Whatever it was in our childhood or teenage or uh, where were you, wherever point you was at in life, you know. But man, I enjoyed this. There, mm-hmm. there was no craziness. There was no, there was no. There was, you know, I heard rumors that you know that they sh- they were going to try to do something controversial. And um, the only thing I heard controversial was you know the Eminem kneeled and and they said the NFL was offended and the NFL saying that no, they weren't offended about it or anything. And uh, I heard rumors that they're saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, Eminem and Snoop Dogg were going to whip their dicks out, you know, kind of like what, did, what happened to Janet Jackson when <laughs> she had her titty pulled out. <laughs> but that didn't even happen. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was a solid show. I really, really enjoyed it, you know. But as for the Super Bowl ending with the L.A. Rams running and stuff, you know, like, just like I was saying for the beginning, man, it sounds sus, sounds sports entertainment, <laughs> you know. Like, of course, you're going to have a, L- a, a, like, you know, the whole entire, like, pretty much everybody else that was in the crowd pretty much was all was all living in L.A., you know. And then you got a L.A. represented halftime show at the home of L.A. and stuff. It sounds sus. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, my only complaint was uh, I had two complaints. Mary J. Blige, was, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what she was doing, man. Like, that's, <laughs> I don't know, man. She's like a hip-hop seen her and she was trying to imitate Beyonce and J-Lo and it was, it was not a good look. Yeah, I don't know, with the song choice and then eight, Eminem with 8 Mile was like, oh god, man, like <laughs> all the songs to pick. <laughs> pick 8 Mile. 8 fucking Mile. Like, he has the only few he got. God, he has songs with, you know, he could have done Forgot About Dre. He has, I think, Bitch Please Part 2 with Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg. He's got other songs, man. Like uh, he, he had one fucking song, bro. It was eight fucking. But it Eminem, didn't even match other the song. other songs and the performance. Yeah, but he's trying to change his image. You know that, right? You know he's trying to change his image. Um, That's the only song that he like. He didn't curse or diss somebody. <laughs> That's literally the only song. Everything else, he's like, they said the f word or true, you know what I'm saying. True, killing somebody, killing sex. somebody, killing his wife, sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know my claws. The the, 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 the only <laughs> that's the only song that isn't about him being a psychopath. Exactly. That is. That's it. That's it. That, that you should have known that would be the song. Come on now. <laughs> they could have done forgot about me. I don't know, man. Don't just ain't fucking mile, bro. Like that's it didn't match any of the other songs. Oh man, like Jack, like Uncle Jack said, most overrated song in hip hop history, man. Like. <laughs> Mom spaghetti, mom spaghetti. I just 
the song choice was poor. It only had one shot, one song to pick, and that was it. I thought at least should have been a song that thematically matched with the others, or should have been something that he could have flowed with with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. They all could have came together with like one kind of song, and that might have uh, been the song. My name is. They might come up with their own tour. Who knows? You know, you got the Millennial Tour. They might have like you know. Mm, yeah. Forgot about Dre tour. I don't know. <laughs> Doctor J, you know how much money they would have to make up, like for Doctor Dre to come out to tour. Like I don't know. I mean, it, lost it would take a lot, lot of money. Right now, man, he's so beat, so he's set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's so beat. It would take, it would take an insurmountable money. Like I'm talking about, like some Jay Z type money. How much did his wife Dr. Dre. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think it's two million. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I was going to leave the audience to, you know, deter that on their own. But now that you throw it out there, I must have been a good amount. Oof. I don't know. I don't know, man. He got divorce grieved. Yep, yep, yep. But. Uh, any commercials? Did you guys enjoy any commercials during this year? It seemed like a lot of, a lot of metaverse and uh, car commercials. To be honest with you, actually, I, I saw... one of them. Oh, uh, there's a Polestar uh, car, and not that I necessarily agree with everything that's that's in that commercial, but uh, but they throw the scripts at me, and I and I write them. So there's a. There's an electric car um, called called the Polestar Two. Uh, so so yeah yeah. If you haven't seen it, go and check that I'll out. Check it out. I, I saw I saw the ad. Yeah. I saw the ad. Who makes them? Because it was such a quick thing, and the first thought I had is, who makes that car? Yeah. So Polestar is partly owned by Volvo. Uh, which is why if you put a Volvo S60 next to a Polestar 1, it, it looks like the same car. Uh, so it's partly owned by, by Volvo. And then there's a Chinese company that I'm not going to pretend like I know how to say. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I like the Austin Powers commercial. I like the Doritos commercial. I noticed there was a lot of commercials for crypto, and I really yep. hated that um, that um, Uber e- Uber uh, groceries one because the, the uh, they think people are stupid enough to be eating um, lipstick and uh, deodorant. Okay, <laughs> early twenty twenty. I don't know. Early twenty twenty, man. That was. I mean, you can't put stu- you times, can't put man. what people do past what what, what people do, the stupidity that, that these people do past them, man. Like, we, I mean, TikTok I, is I would, a test. You got agree, people licking toilet seats. Don't talk down to me. <laughs> don't talk down to me. Shoot. Go 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 over to stupid's house and talk down to him. <laughs> I mean, you got people drinking bleach thinking they can get rid of COVID. So oh I mean, boy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh god don't bring that up um i think that was it for commercials that i really liked for the most part 
Uh, I like the Doritos one. I thought that was kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Ooh, baby. The, the bird. The bird was... That made it... Salt and pepper getting that check, boy. I don't blame him. Salt and pepper getting that check. Oh, shit. Who else got that? Idris Elba got that check. Yeah, for bookings? Wow, the fact that I'm able to remember that. Yeah, that tells you something. It, it worked. <laughs> that shit worked, man. Morgan Freeman got that check, bruh. Mm. Jim Carrey got that check. Oh, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey, yeah, the cable guy. Cable guy, cable guy, nope. yep. Off segment real quick, that was almost a horror movie at times. Oh, yeah, the cable guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was almost a horror movie at moments. Yeah, yeah. Who else got it? Yeah, Ewan, McGregor, Ewan McGregor got that fucking check, bro. What was his again? Uh, I think it was travel. Exp- uh, was it Expodia? He was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's not, it's oh. not the things that you buy that you will regret. It's the things. It's the places you traveled that you'll you, you, yeah, places yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. travel that you'll travel regret. regret. In life yeah, that was whatever. a good one. And then there was the um, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a uh, oh as yeah a Zeus. Uh, that one Zeus was, and, that uh, one's a good one. Helmasiak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that electric uh, BMW. Yep, yep. Um, who else? I think that's about it, really. Just yeah, that's the I mean, cable guy. Yeah, the cable. Uh, oh yeah, Larry Wait. the cable. Was he in there? No, Larry no, the cable no, guy. Oh, Jim Carrey's the cable guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his face? The the little redneck cook guy. He was in that shit. Uh, oh, Guy Ferrari. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had his own universe. Oh yeah, got Flavor Town and shit. Yeah, Flavor Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I can yeah. think of. Uh, I mean, the Super Bowl really, the Super Bowl commercials, man, they they wasn't hitting. I mean, other than nah, not even that, because even you got oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger come in and like charging shit, and he got tired of it, and he's like, "Well, we're gonna give you a BMW and shit." <laughs> so he got Arnold Schwarzenegger being Zeus. <laughs> yeah, I really anything else besides. I think we mentioned. Oh, Michael Bay. He had that. It was really quick. There was one for Michael Bay's new movie. Oh wow! Still making movies? Say what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Is that a joke? Wait a minute. What new movie? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, Michael Bay make too much money to stop making movies, man. Despite the quality I, of I, it. I, I, I love Michael Bay movies. Apolog- I would love like, him to do VR or something. Like, and just, just mess my senses up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he yeah, would make a really movie? good action game. He would make a really good fire. chase Complete action fire. game. Yeah. Uh, with fact, the creators fact, of Uncharted. Ooh, Uncharted. That'd be dope. I, I want him to do Need for Speed. Need for Speed? Because I, I, I like that movie. <sighs> I, I, like that, I like that movie with mm, uh, Burnout. Aaron, it, it's 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 flawed mm-hmm. as hell, but man, those car chase scenes, come on, man. Fast and the Furious lost their edge a year yeah. ago. Make another Need for Speed, please. Shots fired. Shots fired. The slow mo burnout movie. Ooh, burnout. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Awesome. They can do Midnight Club. I don't, I don't want Michael Bay doing it because all the black people would just be stereotyped. <laughs> They would still have do rags on. 
be wearing white tees, pants sagging like it's two like it's two thousand five. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, That's no, thank you. We can well do you think they're gonna do the same thing like they did with two fast fists? It's like you know, so you think <laughs> so you think I'm gonna win? You better win. We got rent to pay. Come <laughs> oh. <laughs> on, man. Oh man. <laughs> He's got to be a struggling black man that's racing all his rent money. Come on now. <laughs> fun fact mm-hmm. about Monica. Fun fact about the guy that wrote Devs, Alex Garland. Uh, micro, uh, Microsoft paid him a million dollars to write the Halo uh, script, and they sold it to Microsoft for ten for ten mm. million. Wow. So he he gets busy. He gets busy with the pen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's good. He did 28 uh, Days Later, too. That's like one of my favorite 28. That's my favorite uh, zombie movie, probably. 28 Days Later? I mean, you can't go wrong with that, man. That, that was a damn fine film. Yeah, 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen I need to go back and rewatch it. I haven't Oof. watched it in a couple of years now. I remember being so young, seeing it for the first time. I was like, whoa, man. Are the zombies running? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that was that the, was the first, first one. Like, holy shit, are they running? Wasn't it? Yeah. Now that I think about, yeah, right, right. Because up until that point, they always yeah. walk. That's the thing. Zombies aren't really those. The zombies from the seventies and the eighties aren't really that scary. Area as long as you can keep them away from you. But got modern day zombies running at really you. Different. That's like a crackhead that wants to bite you. <laughs> Oh man, that shit was scary, man. That shit was most most scary. definitely for for real. He did Annihilation too. He has like a perfect record. Like I don't see a bad <laughs> movie on his IMDb. He did Ex Machina? He wrote that. He wrote Annihilation. He wrote Devs. Like, damn, just good. Shit, I mean, uh, dude, dude definitely has a resume. Dude definitely has a resume. I'm surprised there were there was no trailer for anything DC related for right? the Super Bowl. Missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. To put something. Yeah, I was, I was, there. I was hoping that we would get a first look at Black Adam this way, but nope. Like a half, half a million Flash for thirty or... seconds. I think. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't make yeah, sense because The Rock was in the Super Bowl, you know, so. <laughs> Right, yeah, right. Yeah. He was that, in there. That literally would have been an opportunity for him to plug it. Literally before the game started, they they well, he, he should have tried as Black Adam and introduced you know the LA Rams and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that would have made maybe too much sense. I mean, I was. I mean, Vince McMahon got his little TV spot being featured because it was on Peacock. So maybe people will watch that. People who watch the Super Bowl will tune in for WrestleMania. Not. <laughs> Donovan, I like that post that you put up earlier. It's like, I don't know, man. I guess I'll watch this. Yeah, it was just, you know, some <laughs> background noise. And it came in the end of the end pay-per-view. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> just some background noise. Not too much heavy investment. So it's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> It's all good, man. Uh, shit, what else? What else? What else has happened lately? Uh, Orion, you said you mentioned about gamers being complainers recently. 
Oh man, hold on. All oh. right, everybody get your life vests. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. Oh great. Here we go. Get your uh yeah, because uh the floodgate is about to reopen again. <laughs> Alright, so I mean we all just saw Nintendo direct. <laughs> and uh I don't know, man. People I just felt like I don't know what they were expecting out of Nintendo. But I mean, I thought Nintendo did something solid, even though it was not that great, but I felt like they did something solid. But they feel like, you know, a lot of these gamers are just feeling feeling straight entitled. It's like, you know, what about our Breath of the Wild 2? What about, you know, a Mario Kart 9 and all this other stuff or a Mario Kart, whatever the fuck, you know? And they're just expecting all this stuff, you know, just complaining and complaining and complaining and stuff, you know? And I'm like, man, just be happy that Nintendo's able to create something, especially in this time of day, you know, with the pandemic still going on. They're just able to release, try to release something, you know? The whole Mario Strikers was a surprise. The whole Wii Sports or Wii, Wii to Switch Sports is, is a surprise, you know? Even though it's just rehashed, hashing old properties, you know, into something new. But, man, it's just... The, the, the shit that people were talking about on Twitter and on YouTube comments, stuff like that, I said, man, like, some of these uh, influencers have, like, you know, they they try to be the middleman. It's like, I think it was a solid presentation, but if you look at the comment section, Nintendo should have gave us this or that, this or this and this and that. I'm like, oh, it's complaining for what? Why? You know? I mean, what do you expect out of Nintendo? They don't have to, they don't have to provide you shit. They don't have to <laughs> even come out with games this year. They don't, you know? Mm. You know, but you just ha- they just happen to be lucky that Nintendo's involved with investors and, and 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 all that shit. So they got they got those people to please and stuff. So of course they have to crank out stuff. But right, you right. Know, you know, we understand that the consumers have the right to complain too, because you know whatever consumers are not pleased with, they they have they have their rights, but they also got to speak with the wallets. They can't they can't be just like you know, well, even though I'm not too happy about it, I guess I should still buy it. You know, like. You know, you guys, money is the is is basically your vote. You know, and when you start supporting an idea and stuff like that, then yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna make a company change their ways. But if people are just gonna keep buying stuff just because it's it's Nintendo and they and they can do whatever they want. Then Nintendo's gonna be out. They're gonna continue doing you know what they feel like they is 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 gonna help the bottom line and such as pleasing the investors and stuff. You know, but honestly, man, it, all I've been all I've been seeing and, and hearing is. A bunch of complaints about the Nintendo Direct, and I mean it is what it is. I thought it was solid, but it is. I don't know, man. It's we live in it, definitely in a generation where everybody's entitled, you know, to have something. But also, people know that we, we people are entitled to their opinions too. So it's kind of like that. Uh, the rocky that rocky ship in the in, in the middle of a a a storm. You know, it's like you know you gotta do the best you can to keep afloat. Nintendo wise and fandom wise, you know, they they they're just gonna keep rocking the boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the big deal was. I mean, that shit was seemed like a pretty good Nintendo Direct to me. Uh Chrono Cross remake, new Mario Strikers. They they look like they were in their bag with some new announcements and I think a new Xen Xenogears number three. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are complaining. It's you know, it's kind of a slow years for gaming because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying to rev it back up, so to speak, on their production side for gaming. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, gamers, that's kind of like their self, 
worth is like, hey, we will complain until we make changes, or we're not going to buy this thing until this changes, but this Nintendo Direct, to me, was one of the best ones they, they had, I mean, to be honest with you, so... I don't know. I don't know where the the, the negativity is coming from. I don't know what they're expecting. They're expecting a Mario Odyssey number two. They're expecting I don't know Mario and Sonic. I don't really don't know what what the the expectations were, man. But to me, it looks like they nailed it, and they got new games coming out. I'll probably buy one or two of them, and for the and that that'll be that, man. So I don't know, man. I think these um, these motherfuckers be tripping at times, man. Um. Review Tech USA. He um, he did a video, and he explained why he thinks uh, it didn't do as well because they were doing a lot of remakes and a lot of uh, um, porting, and not a bunch of new games. And he says something about one of the games running at, at very very low frames and doesn't think it can hardly keep up with uh, the Switch can hardly keep up with the game. So I, I think it might be a little bit of that. After watching it, it looked like there was a lot of old... There was new stuff there, too, but a lot of old stuff or stuff that exists in other places that you can get get it. So that's what I think. I agree. <laughs> I mean, Review Tech did, did point out those flaws with the Nintendo Direct stuff, and I understand where, where, they're, where they're coming from. Especially from a fandom standpoint, stuff you know, it's like you know, why do I got to rebuy something? You know, what I mean, but these are the same, the same fans that will buy Pokemon twice. You know, <laughs> you know, Shit, these are, shots fired. You know, and these are the same fans that will buy. If if you if you if you bought Zelda, they'll buy Zelda again. You know, they'll buy they'll buy it multiple times. You know, just to have it, just because it's just that, it's just that, but. Still complain about you know rehash rehashing uh, some some old properties, like I heard even backfire about you know Mario Kart Eight, you know getting DLC, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can see where they're coming from because that's such an old game. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. we we we've been through a pandemic, and you know it's been hard, but still, they should have a new Mario Kart ready by now. Nah, let's milk it out. Because we know you're buying it. <laughs> I ain't buying it, shoot. Well, I mean, Mark Kart 8 still but selling. But I'm still going like to buy GTA it. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Shit, they, we, they still going to buy it. Look at the numbers. They still buy Pokemon, even though the graphics suck. They're still <laughs> going to buy this Mario Kart, even though they want Mario Kart, was it 9? Yeah. <laughs> they, they can talk all that shit they want. But like you said, the numbers don't reflect all that shit talking. They're going to keep milking it. Yeah, I mean it's it's, mm-hmm. it's the uh, it's the Vince McMahon thing. Like Vince McMahon says, like you know, I'm still selling billions. I don't see what's wrong with WWE. It's that it's the it's the it's the beer goggle effect that Vince McMahon has. You know, same thing with Nintendo has. I right. still selling. I don't see what's the problem. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yo, Uncle Jack, I see you, man. I see you, bro. Yo, yep. yo, yo but, I'm, uh, at, I'm at I'm at work right now, bro. I got like uh, an hour before I get off, man. Hey, oh hey, hey, shit, bro. Nice you to have you in. right now. I am fucking sauced up, bro. Like, this fucking sweet tea, this Eddie shit, bro. Like I haven't had it in a minute, man. This thing is fucking kicking, bro. Man, I'm drinking. I'm trying to drink some flowers, fucking water right now, bro. <laughs> that that playback is about to be nasty. Mm-hmm. Yo, no, man, we... this shit's about to be spicy. I don't know. There's hey, a couple hey. of floodgates that did open over the time, so uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all brothers, be safe. Have a good night, man. 
You too. You too, man. Till next time, man. We're gonna do that Cartoon Network Nickelodeon battle, man. Next episode for sure. All right, thanks, okay. brother. Oh, 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 we we still got one more. I feel like there's one more topic we should talk about. But wait, I wait, know. wait, wait. Hold on. I'll, I'll let me uh, segment that into uh, another segment here. Hold on. Make it Craig out, and then I get Craig back in. Okay. What you think about the Steam Deck? Steam that man. Uh, people believe that is a switch killer, but I don't think so. I think it's it's, it's only legal on its own. It's going to be a definitely for a niche agree. audience. You know, I agree. I, hey, I'm part of that because uh, I'm thinking about getting one of them. Because I have one on pre-order, but I don't think I'm going to pick it up because uh, they're going to start um, start charging people. By, I think by the end of this month, just for people that pre-ordered it. Wait, 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 wait. What what spot? What spot in line are you? What, what, what model did you get? I got the the bundle, the, the, the whatever the premium edition that comes with uh with the, I think it comes with a stand and all that shit or whatever fuck or skin or I forgot. Oh, nah, nah, I ain't trying to get all that. I'm about yeah. to say I, I would I'd take your spot in line, but you 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 got too much stuff. I just <laughs> want the console. Nah, they got I got the, I got the uh the bundle thing, but uh because I, I I was on a good track of you know getting the money right but uh might not be able to get it somehow to reboot back back online again i'm i'm not i'm not pressed for it because like you know mm-hmm. i have the ps5 and I, I barely touched it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on paperweight mode yeah it's, it's definitely on paperweight i was gonna go buy face play uh new com console plates for it and all that stuff and i was like honestly if i don't touch it as much because I'm, I'm more play i play more games on steam than on the ps5 and exactly I know z- <laughs> And I know Zero Horizon Dawn just came out. I mean, not uh, uh, Forbidden Rest came out, and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't buy Zero Horizon Dawn at first day, so I can wait, you know. So uh, yeah, like it's PS5 is definitely on a uh, is definitely on <laughs> paperweight mode. But uh, shit, the, the question I wanted to ask is, have you guys got a chance to watch Bel Air, the first mm-hmm. episode? Knew this was coming. I had a feeling this was coming. Ah, uh, shit. I haven't. I, I. I. was going to, and then I watched fucking twenty minutes of uh, the new movie, and then I started a new episode of Peacemaker. So I haven't started yet. And I watched fucking Elimination Chamber, which you know it was what it was. So, but I ain't watched it yet, man. Well, you know, I guess that'd be a topic that we could save for another day. But it's like you know, I understand, like you know. People, the floodgates already open, and people have their different opinion about the new Bel Air and stuff. And um, I'm not trying to spoil anything else. I'm just going to talk about what was speculated, you know, and stuff, you know, and what was talked about over the internet. And people just wasn't feel. So there's a few people that wasn't feeling it. And there's a few people that's out there that's like, you know, they they're digging a new direction and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that that's what we need to look at it as, you know, it's it's, it's different direction. It's from it's a comedy gone gone drama, and it's it's giving another layer of of weight to the characters we already know from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know, you know. So you know the whole the whole Carlton, you know. I mean, if, you already mean you already memed it, Dion. So you know, yeah, whole, I heard it's about like, that. It's like no Xanax and stuff, you know. <laughs> 
you know so now it's like you know if you if you look at, at that fact at that fact and now you look you're thinking about the reason why carlton is over, always overhyped it's because maybe he is on coke you know whatever he's doing is uh his carlton dance and stuff like that i said man who what what black individual do you see that's always that that giddy and hyper and stuff like that? The only way I could explain Fresh Prince of Bel Air Carlton, you know, Alfonso Carlton and stuff like that is he's a virgin, you know? So the reason, that's why he acts that way, you know? <laughs> right, right. I mean, it does seem like there's a little bit of an innocence being stripped away from the family with this reboot. Everyone was mm. kind of like cheerful or happy-go-lucky or, you know what I'm saying, like not really having too many problems and this updated version it seems like there's more uh it seems like there's more issues everyone's got their own issues and everyone has there's a little bit it's it's a drama so of course there's gonna be problems with the characters no one's perfect and no one's cheerful and no one's looking at life optimistically i guess so there was this is the flip side so I guess maybe some of the complaints is that the family is portrayed in a negative light compared to the original. But on the storyline aspect, I guess it does make it more juicier, interesting in 2022 rather than Mm -hmm. portray them as kind of already perfect and capable beings, per se. So that's what I've been getting at a little bit from uh, people like Carlton's portrayal because, you know, I guess they want to. They want to bury his old self as just being a conservative coon or whatever, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> when a bean pie salesman, you know, they're just used to <laughs> the Uncle Tom Carlton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there there is some of that. So I don't man, look. I don't know. He uh, he did his thing. I, I enjoyed the character back then, and you know, I don't really try to self-analyze him as being a sellout he was himself as a character he was never meant to be you know what i'm saying down i guess down for the struggle you know what i'm saying uh that was not what his character was intentionally written to be so i don't know what this new version is if he is trying to you know be you know i guess pro-black and have the fist up or anything like that but oh no this is an entirely new carlton this okay. Is, okay. This is entirely this is new. This is this uh, is uh, the uh, <sighs> to to really try to talk about how Bel Air is portraying every new every character we're we're familiar with. We're fresh bent to Bel Air. It's more definitely hyper aware of today's society and stuff, you know. And this Carlton is is definitely hyper aware of t- t- today's society, and he's got his beliefs. And you got Will has his own beliefs of certain aspects and stuff, you know, especially, um, well, I'm not trying to spoil too much, but it's going to, it's, it's going it's gonna to lead to questions, you know, but, uh, I'm not, I'm just going to bring on one scene. So there's a part where Carlton was in a locker room with his friends and he asked Will to come, uh, visit, uh, come visit him in a locker room around three and stuff like that. So he could meet his friends mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and you you have Carlton doing the Shimmerda dance in front of his friends, and all of his friends are pretty, you know, obviously white. You know, all of his friends are all saying all of his friends are all white and stuff like that. And the N word was just being like was in the lyrics, and all these mm-hmm. white folks around Carlton were saying white folks, and he's just doing the Shimmerda dance, not paying attention to them oh, saying the N word. Uh huh. And that's when Will came in, and boom, I'm just gonna let you guys lead you up. 
you did speculation of how that turned out, but right, right, right. Yeah, like Will wasn't having it, you know. <laughs> ah shit. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this show seems to be going for it. I, I think it's going to get a lot of. Uh, I think it's going to get a lot of awards and acclaim. And I think they're going. They're definitely going to do a season two just from this first episode or however many episodes that are left. Or, oh, it's, um, it's, they already been, it's already been bought for a season bought for uh for two seasons so mm. we, we could definitely see me possibly a season three and four being bought as a as depending on how well one season one and two does but yeah man i will definitely signed off to a uh a two a two season purchase so this i think this this bel air is definitely going to go hold hold weight to, to, to today's society you know because you know fresh prince of bel air it was kind of aware of its time you know but of course of its own own particular nods you know their 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 comedy comedic effect and stuff like that but it was kind of aware of its own time you know how like you know black folks would would be rich in that at that time but now this is this is hyper aware of today's time especially with what everything's been ongoing and i don't know how far of a limit they're going to keep pushing on you know certain topics of today's society because now we're looking at it definitely at uh, two aspects from Will's eyes and from the Banks' eyes. You know, like how Banks adapt with society today and how Will is adapting to, to, to today's society as well. You know, so it's different points of views. You know, that we're right. seeing it kind of like what we saw with Fresh Prince of Bel Air, except it is more comedic and stuff. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have to return to this once we actually watch. Um... Once we actually watch the episodes and do a, like a full Bel Air review, I'm down to. I'm not sure if I can watch the whole series. I don't know. I, got, I still got Peacemaker and Doom Patrol to to just finish before this, but I might just marathon this thing. And I don't know how long season one is, and just we'll do a review, proper review on all the episodes and the character arcs and whatnot. So yeah, episode one is free. Just to let you guys know. So if uh, you guys want to check it out, you can watch episode one for free. But everything else is premium. Uh, I got I got Peacock as long as Squeege doesn't unsubscribe, which might be until after WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't know. So I guess I'll try to watch as much as possible before Squeege just has enough on that. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll return to this man for sure, for sure. Word, word, word. Hey, right, I mean that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm about to fucking. All right, bad, bad. So what were you saying, man? What, what what's what's going on down in Florida, bro? Like, for one. The move, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you just you just packed up and just just hit the road? Like, how long were you on the road? What prompted the move? All of that, dog. Oh man, so the the move was, I mean, kind of a little bit not in a long time running. You know, I was going to school back in 2020 um, mm-hmm. before the pandemic hit for creative writing, and then once the pandemic hit and online courses came through and I did not enjoy or connect anyway with online courses, I'm old school, gotta be in person, gotta be in front of me. So my thinking was, well, shit, since I can't go back to school and everything's online, I'll just, you know, get a nine to five job or whatever. So that's what I did for a long, you know, I did the nine to five job for a bit and then things started opening back up from the pandemic and, you know, vaccinations and boosters and all that. So once the school started to open back up, I was kind of thinking of going back in it 
to finish uh finish out my degree or whatever and then um just just over the time it was just like a urge just get get back to it get back to it and then the um the milestone initiative which was kind of like a, a push for me in terms of like honing me in to get what i want so to speak what i saw for them was that you know they go to, not you know but they have a program where the the winners go to la they get kind of introduced to the big time stars there and they get taught by the the big heavyweight industry um, icons that they got working there and then they go to an online school uh, which was like full sale after that and i remembered seeing advertisements for the school and comic books like when i was like 12 11 you know what i mean like reading comic books these had advertisements in there and so i was thinking like well shit you know since i'm already auditioning and i was thinking about going back to school let me look into the school and it was more catered towards entertainment you know and more in the lines of where i want to go to comics and tv movie scripts and things like oh. that so once i was like oh hmm well if they're going with you know they're going to take an online course the winners are right why not i just get the go straight to the source of that and learn it in person so that was kind of where a little bit that's kind of like 70 percent where my decision came from um later on they did change the school i do remember um what the fuck's craig doing man <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, today 527 i i think it's fine but um but yeah, they they changed the school to the Joe Kubert School for Arts up north. But I I remember distinctly said full sale. So whatever they had planned, they went with Joe Kubert okay. instead. But just knowing that a uh, you know a normal college campus, I mean it's it's great for writing, but it's more along the lines like novels and poetry and just you know general studies. This is going to like teach me how to do writing for video games, writing for comics, writing for TV, writing for more of that entertainment spectrum rather than just kind of like an overall broad yeah you know novels poetry articles news articles things like that so this is more along the lines that i wanted to hone in for okay yeah, that that's what's up man that, that's that's what's up bro so i mean how many hours were you on the road man it's about 11 hour drive from va mm. to here um mm. the first time i did it my back was hurt Yo, my back was hurting, man. Like, I was like, why is my fuck is my back hurting? Uh, it just got, I had like a lot of pain in there. I just, just sitting, sitting on my ass for a little, I haven't driven like that in a minute. Uh, you know, mine out to, to, to mini is about eight hours. So, yeah. We, you know, used to do that okay. And then I, I don't know, I guess getting a little bit older and doing it straight, no breaks with the ex wife or, you know, no partnership. So it's just all me. I think that just, um, yeah, I think that adds its toll. I do not like driving 11 hours. I probably, I don't like driving anywhere. Like, I'll probably fly anywhere out of state for a I do yeah. not want to um, drive like, eight plus hours anywhere. Nah, them is major facts right there, bro. You think about it, it's like, yeah, road trip and all that shit sounds cool, but until you you actually on the road for upwards of four, five, six hours, yep. like, damn, I could have caught a flight. <laughs> for this last three and then figured out how to get around after that man mm -hmm. yeah but, yeah i mean well, shit dude yeah go but, ahead but overall just like 
like breaking, like kind of branching out of that comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you did that already, you know, in your in your prior career, but mm-hmm. just stepping out of your comfort zone and, and just trying to do something different, man. Was it a hard decision to make or did it just come to you like, all right, this is this is the move right here. This is what this is what I need to do just to kind of see how things can be different. Like stepping out of the comfort zone is something that I think, especially with our age group and our generation, I think that's something that we kind of either come to grips with or we avoid because of doing what we've been so used to. So for you stepping out of that comfort zone, man, was it a hard decision to make? Was there some trepidation that came with that? Or was it just like, all right, man, this is just another... You know, this is just another thing on top of some things that I've done before. Yeah, that's I mean, I mean, you're definitely right about taking getting yourself out of the comfort zone and just going for the normality, usual, what you've always worked your whole life or whatever, and just kind of playing it safe and just I don't know, man, just the just adhering to, I guess, societal norms. For me, it was a little bit of a tug of war between, hey, if you do this path, this might be the results. Or if you continue on what you're doing now, this could be the results. And it was just kind of like an inner, I guess, hunger, inner feeling of like, you need to go fully in on this. You need to do an honest attempt, like not a half-baked attempt, a full throttle, 110% in so you can leave no shadow of doubt like, of, of at least trying to get this thing done. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, we don't want to grow old and then it's like, man, I wish I would have done this or what if I would have done that. You know what I'm saying? Or or vice versa. Like, there's a lot of different variables when we get older to kind of look back on our lives and just kind of second guess or just feel like maybe we should have done this move and we didn't. Maybe I should have took a chance on that and I didn't. And... You know, it was just a feeling of like, yeah, I need to go for this thing. I need to go fully commit. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have felt, I guess, at ease if I at least didn't do a full attempt. And I guess I started when I first got out a little bit and it was cool to go to Norfolk. It was, it was nice. You know, ODU is a nice, nice college and everything like that. But to go to a place more specialized and centralized to what I'm going for and just so happened to be here. Um, in Florida, which was, was which was pretty ironic as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a matter of time, man. It was just a matter. I couldn't deny it. either. It would have been next year or the year after that. Or it's like, look, I'd rather do it now when I'm, you know, 31 rather than 35, 36, 38. Right. You know, or when you get locked up, or like, you know, you have kids, or you got to put this mortgage down payment on this mortgage, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever, right? We have a lot of things in life that might hit you. So it's like, let me do this while I have the freedom to do so. Let me do this while I'm able to move in any kind of way that I want to. I'm able to shift and be flexible rather than deny this, this calling and deny this kind of craving. And then like have it like explode later on when it's like, well, shit, you can't do that now, or it's going to be harder for you now because you have X, Y, Z, you know, attached to you. So right, it, right. it was just a matter of time, man. And I was like, let me just do it now before anything else pops up. And, and low key, bro, it's, it's, it's clutch because, you know, 
you you got you got credits that already like kind of transferred over. So you're not starting from square one per se in pursuit of this degree that you're kind of trying to get finished up too, right? Yeah, 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 man. I mean, it's really there's just really just trying to you know you took we took all that bullshit and my not and trying to get a w out of it per se you know what i'm saying trying to like not to internalize that man well, such a waste of four years or such a waste of whatever right you know we mm-hmm. have family and friends who grew up and loved ones who passed on and just just that isolation and just like man what a fucking waste like trying to turn that around into seeing the fruits of that labor you know fruits of that benefit of what you went through and definitely this move is is definitely like yo like you put the hard work in than that and you're making it worth it now you know what i mean it's like you're it's like you made something out of that and now it's like well shit now looking back i know who would have thought you know being the back of a fucking b52 or whatever you know Hey man, in three years you're gonna be chilling in such and such place in a nice warm environment. <laughs> you're gonna be okay, man. You're gonna be drinking some liquor. Everything's gonna be all good. You know, back then it would have been we would have been at ease of mind. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing like, hey, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just looking back, man, just makes everything kind of worth it. Making it worth it. You know, make make that sacrifice that we did and making those those that kind of that punishment slash work that we did worth it in the end. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah. nah, bro. Like, there was some, there was some heavy facts that you put out there, bro. Like, nothing but, nothing, nothing but respect for that, man. And you know, what I'm saying, yeah. I'm sure that, I'm, I'm sure that there's some very good things coming down, the, down the road there, man. The first step is taking that first step, man. And yeah, I mean, look, dog, Florida is a different place, man. I'm sure. Oh yes. Even within this limited amount of time that you've been down there, man, like that's that's crossing into another universe, let alone being in another state altogether, right? Oh yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's a different vibe, and there's I know there's different vibes throughout the whole state, um, so, but yeah, it's 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 a different, it's definitely like it's almost like that transition to go to California. It's so different out there. It's like that here. There's so much, like. Opera, like there's so much things you can do it's almost overwhelming it's almost like sensory overload it's like you got so many places you can eat at you have so oh many actions God. you can do for free you know <laughs> or if, hey i got you know i want to go to a bar tonight there's you know what i'm saying there's hundreds hey what do i do there's, there's so many options of different things to do and especially for me going to school and utilizing the resources they have the clubs that they have I'm trying to get, you know, working with some people on some projects. It's like there's almost too much and you kind of have to condense things, prioritize things to what you want. Like what's going to be best beneficial for you, man? And like, I mean, back to the minor thing, man. Like, I mean, when you talk to others who served, like and they talk about how they had a good time or, you know, what I'm saying they were they were, you know, it was a great experience and this and this and that. And it's like all these exciting things that they've done. And you're just like. Well, what did you do? It's like, yeah, I was I was stuck in a frozen hell zone for four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everyone, you know, the, the every the coworkers, they're in a group and they're talking about these their cool stories of being in service, and you really don't have anything to add at all, other than that, yeah, my my eyelids were almost frozen shut at the damn main gate. You know what I'm saying? Like you have 
<laughs> I was up for I, I was up for thirty six hours and all of that, right? Or you know what I'm saying? I'll just came through with a surprise party and said, Nope, y'all ain't going home. <laughs> I don't know what time I don't know when I get home from work. Like, you know, like you know, it's like the actions we used to do, it's like Wait a minute! You guys never pointed a, a, a arm, you know, never pointed a gun towards your head and kill, told joke that you're gonna kill yourself. Like what? <laughs> uh, you mean you didn't do that? I thought that was every. Ever thought everyone did that, right? And then shit's on fire, right? Well, I never put it on fire. It was on safe, but some did it on fire. But you know, yo, oh man, 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 bro. But on that, well, everybody did that. But yeah, go ahead, right. go ahead. No, no. <laughs> My uh, culture. Like, like yo, you never met a, you never met an E six. They got busted down the E four. You like that? That's not normal. <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't do crack cocaine in the missile fields. What? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> 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 oh shit oh man but on that note what is the current status on Florida Tales uh, Tales of Florida yeah Tales of Florida my bad brother okay, man. <laughs> right 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 hey, dude I'm literally I'm on my like last three pages I need 28 pages Uh, I need basically a, a number divisible by four for printing so I'm literally just three pages away of just it's probably just gonna be ads, whatever, and then I gotta I wanna do a Kickstarter for it just to get used to crowdfunding. So I'm like ninety percent done. This last ten percent I keep going on and off on and I'm trying to hit the gas pedal to just finish this thing out because it's been long overdue since twenty nineteen. I'm dying to get some copies in my hand, I'm dying to get these these copies out to some comic shops here or go to a comic convention and have like actual physical tangible thing um to 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 sell i'm working on stickers i'm working on prints i'm working on a a variety of different things and and trying to get the characters and in the store you know all like the presentation and the branding right for it so i'm 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 leaning towards uh april kickstarter Leaning towards the April Kickstarter, and, and that's going to be quick because the book is already completed. It's just for shipping and printing purposes. So it's not like, you know, most Kickstarters, like, oh, we have three pages done. And then you wait, you know, five to six, you know, three to six months for the thing to be, the comic to be actually fully illustrated and going to the print shop. Like, now, nah, like, pretty much when I go to Kickstarter, within the month, the stuff will be printed and shipped out to customers. So... As it'll be a very fast turnaround once I actually launch the thing. So that's what's up. Really, I'm excited for it. I know I, a lot of people have been waiting for it to get this thing done. I'm already on issue. Did a rough draft at issue number two. I got so many story ideas online in mind. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of characters in mind for future uh, story arcs. Um, that I, so yeah, I we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. My bad, brother. I didn't mean to step over you. Oh, we'll, you're good, we'll, man. Talk about, we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. The, the The world ain't ready for that yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. We're gonna We're gonna introduce know, it slowly. That that one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag don't sell it. 
I don't sell it, man. Yeah, it's it's some wild shit, and I, and I hope it's wild enough to live up to the Florida name. You know what I mean? Like I gotta live up to the state's name. So, no, but that that's what's up, man. That that I'm 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 digging that, man. Whenever whenever the cause like bro, whenever no bullshit. Whenever the physical copies are actually printed, I'm ordering two of them hoes, bro, and I'm putting. One of the motherfuckers in a picture frame, dog. Straight up and appreciate down. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate that, dude. Like straight, it's uh, straight up and down. It's a cool man. It's a blessing, man. It's a cool feeling, man. Like that. It's and I, I mean, in the future, it's gonna be more to come for me as a writer and creator, and hoping to get in some some um, some more name brand, I guess, more well known companies, man, and just try to knock out some projects for them as well. But it's cool, man. I um seeing everyone get their content out there, man. Like. I'm on number one. It's very important. And Bonnell's like on 20, 21, 22. Like Charles is getting his joint done. It's really cool to see everyone mm-hmm. getting their getting their material out there. Frank with Project Gang and everything like that, man. Phantom Engage. I didn't even know he was working on a comic. Eric is working on a comic coming mm-hmm. out uh, shortly, too. So it's really cool to see everyone get their material out there and get it done any kind of way. And you know what? On that note, there's something I do want to kind of mention here. That tribute, the shout out that you gave to Orion and Homeboy Talk, bro. Like that was that was some genuine article shit right there, man. Like in this age of social media and in this age of more or less negativity kind of ruling the day, it's mm-hmm. it's a rarity to hear people genuinely expressing tributes and positive feelings towards each other like i don't want to be on no kumbaya type shit or none of that but like nah you put down some real shit right there bro if there was no homeboy talk in the garage in february of 2020 there would be no behind the scene podcast you said it i'm saying it big shout outs to orion online and all the endeavors that he's putting together. Big shout outs to Brother Daniel Stanett. Hopefully we get him on the show sometime in twenty twenty two. Cause yep. that's that's real shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know the extent to the friendship that you have with those brothers that I just mentioned. You know what I'm saying? I know that, that you and I we spent some we spent heavy hours on posts just chopping yep. it up talking shit. So it's almost like Things come full circle even when you don't know that they come full circle. Big shout mm. out to Homeboy Talk. I'm waiting with bated breath to get that call to be a guest, to call in and all of that. But yeah, bro, you know what I'm saying? 2022 has been better than 2021. 2021 was better than 2022. Or my bad, 2020, excuse me. Blame the liquor. <laughs> Hitting already. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? But that shout out that you gave them, bro, that was some that was some real shit, man. I listened to every episode of Homeboy Talk and the way that y'all laid it down and the way that we lay it down here on the behind the scene podcast. I can't in good faith get on this platform and do what we do here without acknowledging what y'all did over there, man. And I hope that in this year coming up, there's more to come, bro. Straight up and down. Big shout outs to Homeboy Talk. Straight up, man. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Um, I, 
I think a lot of people are like surprised when whoever finds our channel that you know there's a lot of cynicism and negativity out there and i think the uh -huh. one thing that separates us apart from everyone else is that we try to we try to keep things i guess like we're not actively rooting for things to fail we always want the positive outcome in the end you know what i'm saying like there's no i don't feel good if like hey this movie's gonna bust and fail because of xyz you know what i'm saying and then the movie actually succeeds like, i don't feel bad at like oh i have egg in my face you know what i'm saying like and rooting for everyone to pretty much succeed. We're rooting for everyone to succeed, and we want the best quality material out there. We want people to get their Ws. You know, we like, we 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 don't. You know, we we chop it up, and it's kind of it's just a genuine, no agenda, no doing it for the bag, no, you know, gotta gotta get our numbers up. It's just us really just putting stuff out there in a genuine mate, genuine way, man. And I think that really separates us from a lot of other. You know, I, I don't want to be all competitive and compare and contrast, but I think that's what a lot of people enjoy when they do listen to us is that we kind of have that genuine article feeling like we're just shooting the breeze and we're not trying to totally shit on anything. And if we do roast something, it's all in good. It's, it's you know, it's in good fun and good faith. And then we hope that the next issue blows us out the water and makes us eat our words. You know what I mean? Like, it's never to the point of being mean spirited and 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 just trying to get numbers so this platform it's been a blessing man it's been one hell of a ride since 2020 since we started the channel and we're on our way to 400 subs never thought we got 400 subs like like ever man like we literally would still be doing this right now if we didn't even have the discord and the youtube channel we'd just be on the phone doing it for three four hours so <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah bro hell yeah man that's 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 big facts right there, bro. Real talk, man. Real talk. All right, man. What's up for tonight? Um, you want to do the rankings? Oh man. <laughs> oh shit, bro. So. Let's do it. So, with comics in this year of two thousand and twenty-two. I feel like there's been, I don't know if there's some holding back or honestly, I don't know what's going on, but compared to where we were a year ago, I feel like there was a lot more on the table. Mm. I feel like there were a lot more options, a lot more innovation, more things from the big two, obviously that were out there. A year ago, we were reviewing and discussing DC Future State and what that could mean to what they were doing over there in that particular company. I'm not feeling the same level of energy, the same level of excitement towards whatever it is that's going on with the big two that I was feeling a year ago. And I'm wondering if that's by design because maybe they feel that with the movie industry kind of ramping up, a lot of things happening in streaming, that they're holding back on some things. But I'm not excited right now about comic books in 2021 or 2022, excuse me, the same way that I was excited at this time a year ago. Like we had, we were looking forward to Milestone doing what they were doing with their rollout. 
We yep. were looking forward to DC Future State. We were looking forward to a lot of things that were going on, and my general level of excitement isn't there the same way that it was last year. Am I reaching? We're feeling that way, or are you noticing some of these same things going on within this first quarter of 2022? Oh, no, man. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because last year we did get DC Future State, and we were buying heavily. We we loved, again, we reviewed the whole uh, next Batman you know, with, with John Ridley, with Jace uh-huh. Fox. We enjoyed Yara Floor and her comic series. We enjoyed... Um, just, just excitement. Swamp Thing. I know Swamp. We didn't. I didn't get a chance to read it, but Swamp Thing was like a phenomenal mm-hmm. that had rave reviews on it. And then even if the some of the stuff that didn't land, it was still kind of fun, entertaining to just like, eh, that was meh, or you know, just kind of just, just getting a gauge of like what this next iteration of DC Comics would turn into. So you're right. There is not. There's no future state now. It's just. Just very blasé. There's not a really, a big. I know we talk about big events, but there's no like, there's no story to really sink your teeth into, or any kind of series that really is just grabbing your attention right now in comic books. From the big two, right? From the big two, because Future State was fun, and then we had the milestone hype. We had the hype that Static and icon and rocket and hardware and all these iconic characters are coming back so we were we were pumped man we were really excited and we were looking up the covers for future state and jace fox was like the the biggest surprise for that year and still buying jace fox tim fox um comics to this date so and it's you know it's just like uh marvel i don't even know marvel the marvel milking miles morales (laughs) What if he was Captain America? Why not? What if he was Captain Puerto Rico? I mean, what I think that kind of that probably makes a little bit more sense. Oh uh, mm-hmm. man, Capitan! Capitan! <laughs> <laughs> what up, yo? Uh, what up, Eastman? What whoa, up, man? Whoa, whoa. Not much. Whoa. <laughs> he came through like Batman in the back. Hey yo. <laughs> Oh, man, D. Smith. What up, brother? Not much, man. What's up with (laughs) y'all? All All right, shit. Capitan Puerto Rico, right? Right, right, man. What else they got? They got what if Miles was a Hulk as well? Yeah, and and Wolverine, too. (laughs) Like, what? What, Where's this all coming from? It's just like they just randomly just decided... Like, okay, let's do him as Wolverine, Hulk, Captain America. <laughs> like, where is Thor, this all Thor, coming from? Thor might be next. I don't know. Uh, please, please don't. Please don't, Donovan. Don't give them ideas. But what are you saying? Oh, shit. You said don't give them ideas. Oh, you said what if Miles Morales was Shatterstar? Nah, brother. That's not oh, going to work for goodness. me, brother. Please stop. <laughs> I mean, I, I might pick up the I might pick up the Wolverine joint just because John Ridley he not pretty much never failed me so far since I bought DC Future State so I might do that one because he's writing that one but anything else eh, I mean I, I don't even want to buy a current Miles Morales book there's nothing he got the costume right. change he got the new drip and then that was that there was nothing really storyline wise that was really 
new or different. So I, I guess the next question that I'm going to lead into then is overall with the way that this first quarter, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I do want to get around to what Marvel did at the end of 2021 going into the beginning of this year with the whole Marvel man, Neil Gaiman. I do want to read up on that because it was a one shot and I'm sure that that was a very interesting issue that they put out there. But the thing is, I really have a feeling that 2022 is going to be the year of the Indies. Mm, yep. Because with 2020 and 2021, when everybody was kind of inside and obviously for reasons that I don't need to get into all that much, they were able to put things out and maybe put out storylines that were interesting to a way to where they could devote time and creative force to developing some of those stories. But I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm disappointed that in the first quarter of 2022, there's no new Superman story. There's no new Batman story. There's nothing that Marvel Comics is putting out that's interesting to the point where on my way home from work every day, when I ride past the comic book store that used to be a blockbuster video that I don't want to pull over and see what they got going on up in there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That part of it is a little bit disappointing because I feel that there's a missed opportunity there that wasn't taken advantage of as a result of some of these things that are going on right now. I'm not saying that I have the disposable income to necessarily devote money to it, but, you know, my level of interest just isn't there the way that it was last year. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's by design or if that's just due to maybe some other projects going on to where, hey, what's on print isn't our priority right now. But there's definitely, I think, some food being left on the table. Nah, I agree, man. I definitely agree. That timeless one shot was dope. We came to conquer. Oh, okay. That so was check good. Check that out. You, you caught I that. I caught that, and okay. I was disappointed that I thought it was going to be a full series. I thought it was going to like be a big crossover type event with Kane the Conqueror as the main character, and it was. I gotta not. get a hold of that, brother. I gotta, I gotta get a hold of that thing. So, I mean, I guess that's one of the things we always complained about was like hey, everything's an event and everything's like this big crossover, and they gave us a really good one shot. So, I'm disappointed cool. that there's not more because it was so good. I want to see more of it, but it was a good one shot probably marvel's best work probably it's the only thing from marvel i bought in a very long ass time like Ooh, real talk you know what that's that that's gonna lead into another question that i got for you after that one but go ahead keep cooking brothers but yeah man i mean even with milestone like the first three issues of every series and then i'd be honest with you i mean i hit the shop and hardware was there and it's just it just took it's I don't want to wait another three months for the next issue, man. Like, I'll just wait for it on trade. I'll wait for issue six, and I'll, I'll, I'll buy it on trade. But it just feels like it's just lost, lost esteem and luster. All the milestone titles going into season two is just, just kind of like screeching hollow. And I hope they can kick it back up. You know, I hope they can, I don't know, rev it up or whatever. But 
You know what I'm saying? Like the milestone initiative, milestone run, and then the DC Future State run was like a staple for our excitement last year. And now I, I, I I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with Uncle Jack. Like for real, for real, this is the year of the Indies. We just got, you see, an article like every week about basically indie creators' work getting live action adaptation or animation. Mm-hmm. You know, but everyone know Black Sands done blew up and motherfuckers lost their mind because. Mm-hmm. This was the guy who was sitting next to you at the table six years ago, and now he's on, you know, I'm saying he's doing his thing. So it's, it's, I definitely think this is the year of the Indies. I look more forward to seeing what's on Kickstarter than what's in the actual shop, for real, for real. Dang. Like, that, that's, 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 that's that transition where. But, that, like, but that's good. That's yeah, good I mean, because, yeah, go ahead, man. Because we're, we're getting those new, uh, fresh, open ideas, and. I think studios and people are realizing, you know, this soup the superhero stuff is nice. There's a lot to draw through, but they got a lot of this indie talent that's coming out with good ideas that we can pull from and it ain't all superhero stuff too. Like mm-hmm. the boys and Invincible. Those those are some some different they're they're they come from the same pool pool of um uh, of a genre, but mm-hmm. they're 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 still vastly different so that's and and you you're you are right in saying that like th- these are the new ideas that are uh that they're going for that are they're pulling for yeah exactly man exactly and it, it's just it, it's just i know marvel has was it right now they're doing a gwen gwen variants and they're gonna do a gwen verse comic book series coming mm-hmm. out soon I mean, Which, look, brother. Go listen. ahead, man. <laughs> I, mean, look, listen. <laughs> I mean, look, brother, man. that's cool. All of that is cool. I love but, Gwen, too, but... I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, some of the variants look kind of... I mean, I might pick up one but, that looks good, but I'm not getting all excited. You nah, know, man. Like, go to the shop re- every week to get something new. No. Respectfully... Respectfully like, so. Because Gwen's a, it's a, it's a dope character. She's a dope character. Respectfully, brother, like... I would time, agree with that. My time and my work schedule is way too hectic for me to, you know what I'm saying, pull over on my way home from work to say, hey, you know, let me drop this three ninety nine on Gwen, on a Gwen variant. Like, I can't do that, bro. I I, I, I can't do it, brother. Oh, you know man. Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to reflect anything negative or nothing like that, but I, I can't do that, brother. I can't. You're not going to get the Gwen Vereen variant or the Gwen no. Cops? Gwenbit? No, none of the X-Men. Gwenbit? <laughs> Gwen no, I, really, I saw that joint today. They had a Gwen yeah. in the shop, and they had Gwen, Gwen Clops. I, I don't know how you say Gwen Clops. Oh, and you know what? Like, to be honest with you, they should have stopped that Gwen pool. If they would have yes. stopped uh-huh. that Gwen pool, it would have been okay because the mainstream marketing of Deadpool was bleeding over into that but mm-hmm. when we're when we're actually saying Gwen bit and that's the word that's on the cover of a comic book or Gwen Vereen like now we're actually making up words and it doesn't sound right. cool anymore right, you know what I'm saying? right. You, 
it went from being a, a niche little cool idea to okay yeah. man this is getting old yeah bro like that's like when never mind but anyway I spent me yeah bro go ahead, when, go, ahead, no, go ahead man go ahead I'm, I'm just saying man like I, I don't know to me that's on the same level as I don't know. Like, that's just when it feels like the inside joke isn't inside anymore. When it's Gwenpool, it's okay because Deadpool was an inside kind of thing. But now when we're branching out to other type of characters branded under Gwen, it just doesn't feel like the same level of effort is there to maintain right. it being that niche thing like D. Smith was saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. the the... the the general comic book base already has an issue with, you know, branching over and making female characters into these types of characters. But when you lean into it too heavily, it just takes the fun out of it, in my opinion. You know what I'm mm. saying? That's that's my personal opinion. Okay. I'm not opposed to it. It just doesn't feel like the same level of effort is there as it was prior. You know what I mean? True, true. Everything Spider-Man related yeah. just sells. You know, last year mm -hmm. there was the whole uh, Keenan Black symbiote storyline, so you had a Venom ver symbiote version of Cap, symbiote version of Black Panther variant, you know, the symbiote uh, variant covers for all major Marvel characters they had that he had to run. So I'm guessing Gwen is having her run. I think Gwen is almost, I think Gwen is like on print Marvel's attempt of Harley Quinn, of matching that. You know Good what I mean? Point. Good point. I, I pull in particular, but I would agree. You know, all the very, you know, Harley Quinn has so many different, like now she has different looks. She's featured in everyone's book. There's a, you know, so I think Gwen is kind of like Spider Gwen is like Marvel's vert, their counter to that on print of giving people a quirky, kind of quirky young female character that everyone can get behind and have fun with the character or whatever. A lot more cleaner than Harley Quinn and her, her past, but despite Miles, Miles and Gwen, that's their, that's their, that's yep. pretty much a one, two, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got Peter Parker, that's your, your home run slugger. Then you got Miles and Gwen with the number two and three spot in the, in the, the baseball lineup. Those are the guys who are going to clean up, you know, those are the guys going to get on base and then Peter's going to hit the home run. Anything Spider-Man mm -hmm. related, Yep. Sales, you know what I'm saying? Venom, Gwen, Miles, yep. everybody. Yep. And it's it's crazy because on the other side of the street, it works the same way with Batman. Anything related to Batman equals automatic sales, regardless True. of the quality or anything like that. That's facts. That's very true. That's I mean Batman Batman DC is without Batman. They'd be fucked right now. DC would be in major they be shit. They wouldn't at all no. without Batman. Yeah, on print, they they be they be going down without Batman right now. And they just announced Chip Zdarsky for the new Batman series, so they got pretty much like your number two or three big time writer in the industry to get him back on the book. Like we said before, they're always gonna put that effort into making Batman the shit. You know what I'm yep. saying? On print and off print. They're always going to put that effort and make sure he's a triple A main eventer 
And, and, and yep. if he has to bury uh, a big card <laughs> to get on his way, then so be it, you know? Well, you know what? You know what? We're going to leave Batman alone right now. We're going <laughs> to leave Batman alone right now for the week of February going into March. True, hashtag, true. hashtag breadcrumb on that. <laughs> but, well, overall, um, we're still early in the year of 2022. But I don't anticipate anything coming out between now and December of this year, as far as mainstream comics go, that is really going to get me excited. I'm not saying that to reflect negatively, but there was definitely a missed opportunity to kind of make that push to say, hey, we want you guys to be reading our comics. We want you to be spending your money on our comic books. I think there was a missed opportunity in excuse me in comparison to what they did in 2021. I want to be wrong. I hope that I'm wrong, but I don't see it going that way. I do want to make an effort into getting into some independent comic books here, brothers. Like are there any suggestions that y'all have for independent comics in 2022 that maybe I should be looking out for? Anything new? Absolutely. Alright, alright. Well I know um I know the Kickstarter is gonna launch soon for Brown Hornet. Someone's doing someone's taking the Brown Hornet character from the Fat Albert show, right? And basically giving him a modern update facelift to where it's a respectable actual kinda and it's an actual regular hero. He doesn't have the 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 kind of the quirkiness and the, the cartoon style. It's just like a 2022 update to a concept that was made in like the 70s so called the brown hornet I, i'm about to back it the, the guy is pretty cool who made the comic so I'm, I'm about to back it whenever he releases that on kickstarter uh let's see here i think tj sterling is doing he has a new book called villains and uh that's that's like a nice cool sci-fi futuristic romp with a villain slash anti-hero just causing a ruckus um, the art looks good. I'm gonna probably back that as well. And I mean, of course, anything new by Delta Dogs, I'm snagging. You know what I mean? Uh, with Von L. Young, Millennial Comics, Oh Kingdom Come. You know, I'm gonna give everyone here their props. You know, Project Gain. Uh, you know, they're anything new with them. I'm gonna whenever that drops. So, independent wise, it's just kind of you. If on Kickstarter, you can almost see like they have a listing of like who's most popular right now. What's What's the one campaign everyone is backing, and then from there you can almost, you can almost see what, pretty much what the hotness is right now in in the indies just from the listing. So if you see something like 100% funded in two hours, then you know like oh shit, like that this might be one of those. You know what I'm saying? So you know you just look at how many people are doing the total backing of a project. So indies, man, indies is you know every every month there is something. Ooh, something different it's a different take so i'm more excited about meeting some of these people in person and getting my physical hands on these books and reading it uh, i've been reading a lot of african comics lately by Etan, and i actually got i got d smith he recommended monkey meat to me <laughs> so i actually got it today i got monkey meat issue number one published okay. by Okay. Image comics, so I'm we we might have to do a review on this joint, man. This shit looks crazy as hell. 
<laughs> okay, okay. I hope I hope you enjoy it. I'm digging the art. I'm digging it. It, it looks it's a cool it's a cool premise, man. So we we might have to do a monkey meat collab review coming soon. Okay. Oh shit, man. <laughs> I um. Ahead, I, I can't. I can't think of anything in the indie books right now. Now, at the moment, the only book that I'm excited for this year is uh, Spider Punk, and I know they're mainly only doing it for the movie. But I don't care. Give, give him a series, because I know it, it, if, if given the right writer, it will be dope. I forgot about that one. That's that's another one. I'll probably I'll probably snag is um Spider Punk mm-hmm. for damn sure. For damn sure, man. And then anything John really writes, because John really, man, that's my favorite writer right now, currently. And Rodney Barnes also with, I just got to catch up on his stuff, but he's writing some pretty much modern day horror. He's pretty much making just con, like just great quality stories and comics that that's pretty much gonna take over like The Walking Dead. Like eventually, when his when his series gets adapted on AMC or wherever, I'm expecting. Okay, I mean, times have changed, but I'm expecting the caliber of like, oh, this was based on a comic book and you didn't even know it. I'm expecting that kind of quality for the adaptations for his stories and his his ideas with Nita Haas, Nightmare Blood, Philadelphia. He has a, a like an undead cowboy westerner on his substack, and then he has a zombie thriller which is based on the Flint, Michigan water crisis as well. So this dude, and he's oh. working on Snoop. And What's he's working with... Ah, oh, fuck. I, I got to put in the Discord. I forgot. It's on his Please sub stack. Do. It's, it's that, very that interesting. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Yep, right yep. Yeah, he, he does... Now, I'm he, not a horror guy, so... Oh, dude. Like, I'm not... I'm not particularly... Like, I mean, I can watch horror, okay? I'm not really big into horror books, but... Horror books is pretty much those are some of the best reads right now in terms of comics and maybe that's the thing it's you gotta look outside the superhero genre. I mean, I just went to the shop. The only superhero book I bought is literally this one title called what's this called, man? It's called Cloaked by Dark Horse. It literally kind of has like this anti-hero kind of avenger of the night type feel with this series and that's the only i bought like seven books the only one i bought was superhero was one superhero related and i feel like me as a superhero fan like sometimes just get, it's good to get out the genre and it's good to just expand uh, your horizons man get into yeah, horror yeah. get into suspense yeah. get into some other caliber of stories where you know it's a little bit more you'll fresh, be amazed you know? man you'll, you'll be ama- amazed that's why okay. I, I i like about uh uh anime is they wow. have super, they have superhero hero s type storylines but they don't rely on it and they de- definitely push the envelope on different things you'd be amazed what you can find that's different but yet new that's in a different genre like um action or adventure right or horror or what whatever especially when you get into those indie ones you start finding out really good different uh, uh, drama or pulp novels. Well, yeah. on that note, on that note, one thing that I'll mention is to branch out of, you know, the superhero unlimited replay value Facts. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez, like, that is damn a perfect 
Hey, hold on. Can you say it again? You went out for a second. My shit. Yeah, my bad. My bad. My shit went muted for a second. But yeah, to me, Sin City is still a perfect adaptation, in my opinion. I'm waiting with bated breath to see an adaptation of 100 Bullets. I haven't finished <laughs> reading. I haven't finished reading 100 Bullets just yeah. yet. Uh-huh. But it's just crazy to me. Like that's a that's a graphic novel series that started in 1999 and had a 10 year run all the way up to 2009, bro. 10 year run, damn. Had a, had a 10 year run with with um, you know, had a 10 year run. They almost had a TV series on Showtime. Some real world events happened to where it never happened, but like. When I'm done reading all of those individual issues digitally, I'm probably going to go back and read them again. But mm. that is a genre that is underutilized in terms of the live action adaptations, in my opinion, bro. I think there's a lot that can be done there. You know what I mean? Imagine, okay, prime example, right? We've all seen Pulp Fiction, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, if Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown, even though Jackie Brown was based on a novel, um, if all of those were comic books, you can't say you wouldn't read a Pulp Fiction graphic novel series. Because Mm, you would, right? True, true, yep, yep. (laughs) Reservoir Dogs is a graphic novel translated to film, even if it wasn't based on that before. The crime noir genre of comic books is my favorite genre, even more so than superheroes, I think. I just don't know. I just haven't come across too many quality books that I can really hone in and focus my time on. But, you know, eventually I'll probably kind of invest in that a little bit more. But very good point. Very good point. Damn, that's a good take. That's a good take. You know, I... I didn't really, I guess, realize the the contributions that genre has on print to on film. So I might have to look into it for you, man, in terms of like new content, new issues in the last two, three, four years of that crime noir drama comic book series that's been really, I guess, cutting it up per se. So, you know, I've always kind of, I guess, just recently gotten out the superhero genre. So now I'm looking at like horror. Horror is probably my number two right now. And then I'll look into like just comedy or whatever that's out there. Maybe suspense, maybe just like everyday kind of, kind of more like a regular slice of life type thing. But I know I I'll definitely keep my eyes more keen to that crime noir feel. And I know that Hundred Bullets is a classic. I know it's one of the old, I gotta get Volume One at some point. I'm buying Volume One on Amazon and uh, like fuck fuck searching for it. I'm gonna just buy. I'm gonna just order it online and and, and get into that story because I know it's Man. it's must read material. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna put in some more shit on the Discord just so y'all can just see some of what's going on in that story there, bro. But y'all, I mean, so overall, before we kind of wrap this up, D Smith, I got a specifically for you. I got a question here, bro. Like in this year, obviously we're still early in the year. But mm-hmm. overall, man, like, do you think that what we're seeing in this first quarter of 2022, is this an indication 
on the comic books industry as far as mainstream goes that the focus will no longer be on what's on print. Are we getting closer to that tipping point of the things that are being on print no longer being viable and focusing on that live action cash in to see whatever it is that they can get on a return? Are we getting closer to that point? Yes and no. Okay. Yeah. Y- yes. As far as the main, I mean, they're always going to, especially now. It seems like they're going to look towards some of these writers for uh, to help bridge the gap in between, like what we had with Hawkeye, the show. Um, they're probably going to use use the comics as a meat, as a meat, the meat in which they can grind into to making movies out of if that makes any sense but that that's what i i think i think it'll it'll play back and forth a little bit but uh i i think maybe by next year or the end of this year what you're mm-hmm. saying will probably come more uh fruition now I, now i think they're in the process of looking for stuff to uh to catalog so then they can make that transition into making movies and tv shows out of I mean, yeah, I, I can partly agree with that because it just seems like, I mean, right now it's pretty quiet, but I almost want to say, I mean, I don't know, I have to do my research on this. It almost seems like comic books, it's almost like a cheap labor to make the movies and yes. television. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> In terms I definitely of, agree. <laughs> you know, they don't get royal, you know, the royalties is not that great. It's pretty much for um, uh, you're pretty much being commissioned for it, so you're you're not getting the full benefit of being like a full time employee. So it's almost like you get someone to do character designs for cheap. You do you have someone who's doing story pitches, story ideas for mm-hmm. cheap on the dime, mm-hmm. rather the than right, rather than than getting someone in Hollywood to do character designs. You 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 have an artist. Who might live overseas or live in the United States is just happy to get in the industry. Whoever designed Spider Gwen, they got their shit on the damn movie, hardly untouched. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much would it cost to have someone, a digital artist in the rate in the industry, design that rather than just having like a, a short run for comic books? And then if it doesn't sell, well, it's just you put in on a back burner. You might back burner. You might touch it later on for live action. So. It's almost like despite how the numbers have fallen since the 90s and 2000s is no longer selling in the six digits except for like six figures except for like Batman or the last Ronin number or like heavy number ones. It almost seems like it's potentially just cheap production for series later on down the line for animation and live action. So potentially, I don't know about the numbers. I'm just throwing this out there. This is just speculation. I you know I'm not an industry insider you know yet or whatever, but it seems like that way. It seems like as long as because Peacemaker is big. I mean, like we said, all the biggest streaming shit is coming yep. from the superhero genre. Vigilante was a character they debuted, I think, in the '70s with DC Comics. Like they're still looking to churn out more characters. They they're probably not even looking. At 10 years from now, they're probably looking 25 plus of characters that are right now maybe nobodies, but by the time we're 50, they may be somebody. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. 
That's where they're churning it out for, per se, possibly. I think what they're doing is they're having these um, them write the templates in the Bibles that they can use later. If they're good, if they're really, really good, or they think that there's something here, they're, they're having them write templates and Bibles for what they'll use later. And they'll take what, what they like and what they don't, and then they'll scrap whatever they don't like. They, yeah. it, you know what? That's an interesting conversation for a later date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, man. Yeah, dog. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to give away too much right now, okay. but what it sounds like is that possibly, you know, maybe in about another 10, 15 years, we could be heading towards another speculator bubble, just in a different kind of way, mm, right? Right. Instead of the speculators being, you know, wealthy kind of people who have already made their money, investing their money into the paperback, you know, rarity issue, re-releases, holographic, all of that stuff with what's on print, the new speculation could be from the film and television studios banking on a new hit for their streaming app, banking on a new hit for network television or cable mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. Just like 50 but, just did with Christopher Priest, with zero. So, you know, yep. <laughs> that, that's an interesting conversation, but I don't, that'll be something for later on. <laughs> by, the end of, by the end of this year, it'll be very, uh, Interesting to see where we are there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll man. see. We'll have to wait and sit back and see what happens. Yeah, right. we'll keep that in the oven. We'll keep that in the oven. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. Good shit, man. Good shit. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't go. You know, because that 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 can go down a whole <laughs> giant rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so we in a previous episode started doing some wrestling rankings of Mortal Kombat characters. We went through Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, and 4, and we had some good discussions, some surprising revelations, like Shinnok was actually a jobber. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson thought that Stryker was mid-hard. I don't know how. (laughs) uh, Stryker is a jobber. Just, just his appearance off of Mortal Kombat Three, the way he looks, screams uh, Jobber. Like, but they, 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 they nerfed everybody else. But he was overpowered, bro. Yeah, I mean, with a, with a, with a machine, with a Uzi, grenades, and a nightstick, yeah. he did fare well than he should have. But he's a fucking Jobber, man. Like, all you gotta do is watch the latest Mortal Kombat animated movie, and you, you'll see that shit, man. For real, for real. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. This kind of was a lot of fun inspired from the original listing you, you guys did with the superhero characters and main eventers. And so we're just expanding upon that now. So we have finally another another list with D Smith. Yes, that has become a staple on the behind the scene podcast. Another list with D Smith, man. I look forward to those segments. For real, for real. But we have finally arrived to the 3D era with Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Now, I know we've avoided, we have avoided some 
we have definitely avoided some characters, but you know what? Fuck it, man. We just gonna we gonna get into it as soon as we see them on this roster. So the first one up that we haven't, I guess, assessed yet. We're gonna do we're gonna do Shang Tsung right now. Shang fucking soon, dude. Mid card, okay. jobber, main eventer. Main eventer. What you got, D Smith? I would say the same. Man, yeah, man, yeah. Um, this this intro that he did with Quan Chi breaking Liu Kang's neck, absolutely that by itself. That by itself, I was heated, and I was a Liu Kang fan. Man, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like my guy's gone. To me, personally, I think that Shang Song. Saint Chung is the most interesting bad guy in Mortal Kombat. Mm. He might not be the most powerful because that goes to Shao Kahn. But to me, all right, let me ask you all this question here, bro. If Shang Tsung was a good guy, you root for him, right? Yeah, I root for him. Like, okay, but that's all for the strength of you liking him the way that you like him as a bad guy. If Shang Tsung made the turn, and this is what I was hoping would happen. Remember the ending that he had in Mortal Kombat 9 or Mortal Kombat 2011 where, you know, he ended up becoming the good guy, chasing after Liu Kang, who was the overpowered bad guy. I wish oh, yeah. they would make that canon. Ah, uh, that would have been different. Yeah, because yeah. If, if Shang Tsung was the character who could take from every other character to become, you know, the main protagonist of Mortal Kombat, everybody would be locked in on that. Everybody would be locked in on that. That's something that we wanted that we didn't even know that we wanted. Shang Tsung is absolutely a main eventer, dog. Like, Shang Tsung... Yep. <laughs> word, bro. I can't even put in the description, but Shang Tsung is a, absolutely a main eventer. He would be, like, your first superstar heel in WWE. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yes. eternal, man. Yes. Just, just like in uh, Mortal Kombat 1, him sitting on the throne, and then uh, in the Mortal Kombat movie when he kills uh, Liu Kang's brother, and he's like, you will die. Oh, man. Oh, man. My God. That, that, come on, man. That that right there was a heel moment right there. Man. <laughs> one of the coldest openings for a movie ever. That was one of the worst ass whoopings in ever, like on cinema history. I agree. I agree. Most definitely. That backhand? Oh, <laughs> you can feel oh. it. You can feel it. Whoever did the sound editing was perfect. Oh my god. That ass whooping. His face was jig his cheeks was jiggling. I'm not sure if he hit him or not, man. I don't know, bro. Like that shit was like, damn. Oh my gosh, the back breaking uh stomp he did. Oh man, he looked mm -hmm. he looked Lou dead in his eyes. It's like you and he held his he held his face up too. Held his brother up by his hair, man. Absolutely, main eventer. Easy. Easy. Yep. Top ten. He he might he no, he is. I'll 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 say he is the top heel bad guy for Mortal Kombat. It's Shang Tsung. Yep. I it's mean, don't get me wrong. Like, and it, 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 the thing I love about Mortal Kombat is that you fight Goro first. Then, I mean, Mortal Kombat Nine. 
<laughs> you fight Goro, then you fight Goro or King Taro, then you fight Shang Tsung, then you fight Shao Kahn. But mm-hmm. Shang Tsung is really the guy that you wanted to be. Okay, so random random question here, right? Go so ahead. between, uh, let me think about this here. Between Shang Tsung and Shao Kahn, right? Okay. Who does Raiden match up better with? Ooh, you know. Oh, go ahead, D Smith. Go ahead, man. Hey, man. Uh, Shao Kahn. Okay. Even though Raiden is a little bit weaker, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say Shao Kahn. I'm gonna have to agree. I feel like Shang Tsung is more of a Liu Kang opponent, um, and then Shao. I mean, even though Liu Kang did, you know, he did top, he did beat Shao, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is a is a elder god type, I, well, Raiden's brother, or whatever. Like there, there, that's more on his level than a Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, that personal rivalry. You know, even you've, you've looked at the movies, killing his brother, Liu Kang's brother, looking the game, him breaking Liu Kang's neck. And and all those other things that came after that, I would say Shao Kahn's more Raiden's, more on Raiden's like radar than Shang Tsung. So yeah, that's that's what I would say on that. Any last words on Shang Tsung, one of the all-time greats? I mean, that's the guy right there, bro. Yeah, Shang yeah. Tsung is the guy. To me, I think that they should have made Shang Tsung. The main villain of at least one Mortal Kombat game. Mm. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, you know that, that is true. It was only one. He was one and done. But he's such a good character that even though he he hasn't been the main villain since one, that just tells you something. You know what I'm saying? That he's still the return in eleven was like, dude, godly man. Gary Toganawa. I'm I'm butchering his name, but him Gary, returning as the actor. Gary, okay. Kerry Togawa. Kerry Togawa. Yeah, uh, sorry. Terry, Kerry. Gary. Is it Kerry or Gary? Kerry. Kerry. Kerry Togawa returning as Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat 11 was a haymaker. Haymaker. Is he, is he the guy that played him in the movie? Yep. Yeah. Same guy. Oh, that's same actor. his name. Okay. Yep. Kerry Togawa. Man, I, I love him, man. He's he's played a lot of villains, but I, I've always loved him when he's on screen. Yes, yeah, he made his bones. The only time I seen him as a good guy was in Johnny Tsunami on Disney. But <laughs> oh, bro, we'll talk about that later, bro. We're gonna be circle to uh to Disney uh, later on for another episode. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, man, Shang Tsung, Shang Tsung definitely main event heel, an OG character, one of the all time greats for the franchise. So moving on fourth, what do y'all feel about Bo Raicho? Jobber. No, no, okay, my bad, my bad. Mid card. Okay. Mid card. I jumped off the window on that mid card. <laughs> I don't even remember him, so he must be like a, a low end mid card. He's mid card. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's a jobber. The fact that you know he trains and I, he's a solid mid card. He's one of those. He's one of those characters that you could, because yeah, you know, he came back for ten. He came back for ten and. He's kind of like one of those characters for the fans that really enjoy him, but he's not beating Shang Tsung. He's not beating Shao Kahn. Nope. He's a he, he's a he's solidly decent mid Carter. He, he's not the worst. He's not the best. So I agree with you guys on that. Quan Chi. 
What you guys got for Quan Chi? Man of because <laughs> we we gonna, really, we gonna we get right to it. We we gonna we gonna hit up every character, man. Fuck it, we gonna really, do it. All right. So I really want to say I like Quan Chi as a mysterious kind of guy behind the curtain. Uh huh. You know, antagonist behind the antagonist, secretive kind of guy. But I think that. Uh, how do I put this here, man? Man, man, man. Quan Chi is like the manager that walks Shinnok to the ring. Mm. Quan Chi makes Shinnok a main eventer, but on his own, do you look at him as a main eventer? I want to say he's a main eventer, but... As a sorcerer, do you put him above Shang Tsung? Is there anything that Quan Chi can do that Shang Tsung can't do? Simple question. Mm. Mm. I think they're about even, if you ask me. I, you know, maybe, I, maybe Shang Tsung would get the tip just a little. Damn, I really don't. I don't think so. I think I still think Shang Tsung is slightly stronger. I mean, those two and Raiden were going yeah, back yeah. to back against okay. the Dragon Lord. Mm-hmm. Or I would agree with that. I agree. It's close. It's close. Mm-hmm. It's very close. So, just because how close they are, and Shang Tsung's a main eventer, I'm saying Quan Chi. Quan Chi, just what he did with Sub Zero and Scorpion, and the, what he pulled off with that, he's a main eventer. I agree. I'll put a main event. Definitely put a main event. Just how close he is to Shang Tsung and the historical aspects. I mean, the, the the thieving, the conniving, the 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 planning. He's the master plan. He's the guy behind the curtain, behind the curtain, bro. Like, yep, I agree. <laughs> yeah, man. Him, and and Shinnok definitely gets a boost from his association with him. Yeah, I see. With like the part of it where it gets a little bit fucked up, though, is in Mortal Kombat X. He lost every fight. Mm-hmm. Got stomped in the nuts, bro. This man got stomped yeah. in the nuts. And I like Quan Chi. I like his design. I like his character. I like that he can fight on his own. I like that he has those supernatural powers. I like the dynamic between him, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion. I just wish he could get more done on his own. Like with Shang Tsung... This is the thing that I want to take into account with Shang Tsung, right? Not just anybody could have been a mortal blessed with the gifts that he was given from Shao Kahn. Shang Tsung had to be a guy before he became Shang Tsung, right? In his mortal life, he was a bastard. And just proved himself to be a good enough bastard to where Shao Kahn was like, you know what? I fuck with this guy right here, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> right here could have got something done on his own, but you know, I'm gonna put the stamp on him to make him somebody. With Quan Chi, it just feels like he was—I don't know, bro—but he's a main event. I'll give him. He's a main event talent, but I need uh-huh. to see more. I wish I could have seen more from Shao Kahn, or my bad, from Quan Chi, because I like Quan Chi. I think I he's like going to come back with a vengeance in 12. I think he's going to play a, so. a bigger part in 12. 
it would so. be smart if they wrote it that way. Yeah, Shao, Shao Kahn had his turn in eleven, and Shang Tsung had his turn in eleven. So I'm I'm thinking they they save Quan Chi for twelve, man. That's what I'm thinking. What, would you say it would be a nice little undercurrent if he came in and just cut uh cut all of them uh, beneath the legs? I think it'd be. I mean, I think Luke Kane, the storyline wise, Luke Kane's become like pretty much an elder god. So I think it'd be kind of cool if Quan Chi would find a way to undermine the new status quo for the Mortal Kombat universe. I mean, if there's anyone to think of a way to undercut the under gods, it'd be him. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think that in Mortal Kombat Two, the movie, will we see Quan Chi or is he post credits? Post credits. That's see, that's the worst part about it because to me, Quan Chi was always more interesting than Shinnok. Mm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Okay, and the thing that I want to say is that I think that Quan Chi is his most interesting when Shinnok is there. If Shinnok isn't in the picture, you're looking at Quan Chi like, all right, man, you're a bald guy with markings on your forehead, but whatever. You know what I mean? Quan mm. Chi needs that guy to play off of in order to be a main event. Quan Chi is the Triple H of the Mortal Kombat universe. <laughs> Easy. So would you say yeah. would you say Shinnok is like his side bitch? Shinnok. I kick. No, I'm not gonna say that because Shinnok is a quality character. But to me, Shinnok could be a main eventer on his own. Well, I don't know. We we just established Shinnok was kind of like an elder god jobber in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, about to say. <laughs> well, okay. Well, for, I mean, yeah, but even still, he's still an elder god. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. Oh, you know, okay, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shinnok is still one of those guys that was there from the beginning. You know what I mean? True, to me, if, like, they, they position Shinnok in Mortal Kombat 4 as the new Shang Tsung. Because he could steal your fatality mm-hmm. and do whatever it was that you were doing. So if he was positioned as that from the jump, then I can't deny that he was one of those guys. I can't do that. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, if you remember, I'm not sure if you guys remember going into the arcades, the Mortal Kombat 4 arcade cabinet had the art of Quan Chi to the side. Like, yes, they knew. They knew. You know what I'm saying? They knew this guy was probably going to hit hard. And to this day, he's pretty much... I would say he's the most prominent new character from 4. In terms of legacy. I agree. Yep. Even more so than Shinnok. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, Quan Chi, man. Like, main eventer. And we we hope to see some more W's from him in number 12. So, move... <laughs> he ain't coming back. Nah, he ain't oh coming back. man, maybe thirteen. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Man, I'll be forty before he comes back, bro. Damn, PS six will be out by the time he fucking comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Moving on, we got this. Is this should be an interesting one? Lee May. Ooh, Lee May. Her two game appearance, Deadly Lions and Armageddon. I mean, she's one of the most jobberest jobbers in the whole roster. That's for damn sure. 
super jobber. Uh, she was pretty much just your fan service Chun-Li for Mortal Kombat. Super jobber. She went from baby to jobber <laughs> in the span of one game and got turned into a soldier in the undead army. Super mm-hmm. jobber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. agree. Alright. We got let's do it. Scorpion. I mean come on now, all the accolades and everything. Main event. Main event, but let me say this. Let me say this though. Uh, Let me say this. Okay. I think that Scorpion became a main eventer through fans alone. I don't think the plan was ever to make him and Sub Zero main eventers. Mm. Him and Sub Zero were supposed to be that mid card feud that you bought the pay per view for because that was the match you wanted to see before Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung. And then, yep, go ahead, brother. My bad. And, and then, and my bad. No, I, I jumped no, you over you. Um, you and it. then through fan hype and fan mm-hmm. speculation between the two, they found themselves being jumped to a main eventer, both of them. Well, and, and you know what? Maybe that's not fair. I, 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 well, you, I, I agree with that because I think Sub, Sub-Zero, to me, is on the same level as Scorpion, but just never got put there. Over the years, I liked Liu Kang less and less. And for Mortal Kombat 11, I was hoping that he would be the main bad guy. I wanted Liu Kang to be the bad guy so much because that would fit him so much more. To me. Do y'all agree or disagree with that? I mean, we we did get that for the beginning part of the game, and then there was the change in the end. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I like Luke Kane as the golden boy, as the champion. I think that's personally, but I'm a fanboy of him. I I I like him, but I would have liked to see a little bit of change in in that. Mm -hmm. That would have been a nice little turn turn from being the the. Uh, series is hero to the series is villain. That would have been a good, good like oh, yeah. little thing. Like, and having like, somebody have to beat him or possibly kill him, how yep. that would have changed the dynamics of the series as a whole. Man, talk about it. Like I, I would have liked to see that. But my bad. Back to what you were saying. Scorpion is a super. Scorpion is definitely a main event. Like when they make the first animated movie. Based off of the story of Scorpion, there's undeniable that Scorpion is a main eventer. <laughs> so, would you say if Scorpion is Scorpion the John Cena of the Mortal Kombat universe? Mm. Who would you relate? Who would you who would you relate to Scorpion to? Mm. Scorpion, who would you relate to him? I think that Scorpion and Sub Zero would be more along the lines of a Batista. Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah, I think so, because he, he, regardless of if Randy Orton or Batista are a face or a heel, the fans are always going to be invested in what they're doing because they like the character. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Batista could main event WrestleMania every year if WWE really wanted him to, and mm-hmm. you'd be okay with that because you like the character that much. He's not John Cena because I don't think they pushed. Scorpion was always cool. You know what I mean? True. 
I yep. never got to the point where I was bored with what Scorpion was doing. Even when they gave him that ending in Deadly Alliance where he kind of got jumped by two jobbers, it was kind of <laughs> like, damn, man. Scorpion went out like that? Damn, all right. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, him and Sub-Zero yeah. are joined it to him. If Scorpion is the main eventer, Sub-Zero is the main eventer. And I think in certain respects that Sub-Zero is underrated, bro. But which one? I would agree. But which one is the question? <laughs> Kai. Kai, Kai Luang, the brother. I think Kai is underrated for what everyone talks about. Bihan, you know, I mean, he's the first, right? But I think the brother, his brother, is a little underrated coming in for number three, simply because he didn't have the heel turn. He came in as a oui. straight baby face. Oui. You know what I mean? It, Talk about it, bro. <laughs> Talk about it, bro. This man had to clean up after Bihan. He had to reform the Lin Kuei. He basically had to come in there and just reform the whole damn thing while still holding his own against Scorpion and becoming sort of like a formidable ally to the Special Forces Mm -hmm. um, and the White Lotus. He put the Lin Kuei on his back. Yep. He totally did. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, okay, so... All right, before we all right, so 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 Kwai Lian is a main eventer. Oh my bad, I was muted. Yep, definitely main eventer. I mm-hmm. agree with that, and I think that you know what I'm just gonna say. I agree with that. I ain't even gonna step on what you said because you worded that perfect. Be Bihan. What are we doing with Bihan, bro? As Sub Zero. Oh, Bihan is Sub Zero. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For the Lin Kuei. He's main eventer, man. I, was, yeah, bro, man. He's main this eventer. This nigga was in the Mortal Kombat movie saying, for the Lin Kuei. And you've seen nobody else who was a part of the Lin Kuei. But when he said, for the Lin Kuei, it was like, all right, bet. For the Lin Kuei. <laughs> Cold-blooded, too. Cold-blooded. Just like that. Shit. Yeah, man, he was always trouble. Behan and Sub Zero. I mean, he he set the tone. You know what I mean? As Sub Zero, right. he did. The spine rip face. Just think about this here, real quick, right? Sub Zero is a uh, what they call him a um, crypto cryomancer. cryomancer. Excuse me, cryomancer. But his original fatality had nothing to do with ice. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just ripped your damn head off. Like, bro, the spine rip had nothing to do with ice. There wasn't no ice cubes dripping off of the spine rip. <laughs> Kwai Liang is the champion that lost the title, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Kwai Liang is the original Mortal Kombat champion before there was a tournament. Now, you talking Bihan or Kwai Liang? My bad. Excuse me. Bihan. Bihan. Okay. My apologies, okay. brother. Bihan is the original Mortal Kombat champion. Bihan was the champion before they actually had a belt for Mortal mm. Kombat. In my Shit. personal opinion. Straight up and down. Mm-hmm. I cannot there's no arguing outside of that right there. That man was the champion before there was a belt. You know what I mean? True. The movie he took in the movie he that was a W from for, for Bihan man. I don't know how Absolutely. people think Scorpion won that shit. That was a clean that was a clean victory, bro. That was right a clean in the pin in the beginning. And then the end they had to jump him. Man, on the only now. thing the only thing they didn't let Sub Zero do in that first movie was a spine rip. 
And I wish they would have let him do that. Mm. On a goon, at least a goon, right? Yeah. Somebody, somebody could have done that shit on. D Smith, what you saying, bro? What you got, dog? On uh, as far as uh, Sub Zero, yeah, I I would I would agree with what all y'all are saying, uh, spe- especially because of how cold blooded he is, man, 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 man. If he wasn't that guy, they wouldn't have gave him his own game. Even if the game mm-hmm. was ass, they wouldn't have <laughs> gave him his own game. That Love wouldn't happen. Mythologies. That wouldn't mm-hmm. happen, bro. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That's true, and he 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 he. Uh, what'd you say? He he pinned Scorpion clean twice in that joint, didn't he? Absolutely, he did. But before Scorpion took over the the rivalry, it was, that shit was a lot more even than people remember. All right, so yeah, so let's keep this going here. So Sub Zero is a main eventer, whether or not it's Big Bro or Little Bro. They're both main eventers, right? Facts. Yep. Okay, so what are we doing with Noob Sidebot? We said Mood was Noob was upper mid card. Just need mm-hmm. more from him. Strength, right? Off the strength of Bihan and the connection of Zero. He he just needs a little bit more, I guess not feats, just more exposure, I guess. The second okay. movie will probably make if they do him for I the second so. movie, he'll be main eventer. I hope so. That would be good. That would be good if they do. I hope he doesn't just get washed. Within the mm-hmm. first five minutes of fucking with oh, no. D Smith, oh, no. what you saying with Noob Sideby? Definitely mid Carter, all for the strength of what y'all said, and plus his abilities. And I hope they give him his scythe. Yes, yes, that that was a cool new feature they did for Eleven. I like mm-hmm. that one a lot. Okay. Yep. Well, who so, we got next, bro? We we skipped her, and now we're, we're gonna we're gonna run into her, Sonya Blade. How y'all feel about Sonya Blade? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. I, it's funny. I just saw a funny video. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was cosplaying her uh, and got her cue. I'll, I'll put it in the <sighs> Discord. Got her cues just right. Man, man, she's based off of Cynthia Rothrock. Come on, man. Who? Who? Uh, famous. Uh, she was a white woman who made martial it arts. overseas in, in the Hong Kong film industry wow. as a martial artist. Sonya Blade is a main eventer. Agreed. That's all I got. And she can. It, yeah. Oh, I'll say this: uh, she can whoop your ass. I don't like it. Okay, I think I know what you're going with, man. I think I know what you're going. With. It almost seems like, like because she was like the first female fighter, it's by default, right? Well. I guess this is what I'm going to say. I mean, I liked, to, to me, in the first Mortal Kombat movie, Sonya Blade was the most underrated character in that movie. Mm. She held it fuck down in that first Mortal Kombat movie. In this True. more recent Mortal Kombat movie, I wasn't Ooh, yeah. I, 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 I liked her backstory more, but as a character, she was underdeveloped. I wasn't feeling it. I mean, okay, how did she kill Kano? Did y'all see it? Because yeah, I, I was in the theater. It. I was in the bro. theater, brother. On no, a work I say, night. I, I say that because yeah. I watched that at home. I turned the brightness on my TV and I still couldn't see what the hell she stabbed him with. Her garden gnome. Okay. 
Bro, like on my TV, it looked so dark. I couldn't, Bro, I couldn't tell what she stabbed him with. It, it wasn't, it wasn't an ankle blade. It wasn't a knife on the belt buckle. It was a garden, though. And I mean, yeah, they did some cinematic shit by showing you the garden, though, when they walked into the trailer and all of that. But mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a neck break. It wasn't a kiss of death. It wasn't a hurricane rana. It wasn't any of these. It wasn't none of that, bro. It was a garden yeah. gnome to the eye. It was a garden gnome to the eye. That yeah, unlike- I agree, man. That it was. It was. She was a bit underwhelming for the second movie. Both second, yeah. well, but first for for, for, for the reboot for the reboot for all yeah. of the movies. Actually, yeah. for the second film too, we'll do Annihilation too. She was, she was, yeah. she was, she was yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah, yeah. Respectfully, she, respectfully, so. Yeah, respectfully, that was a Netflix fighting scene. That wasn't. Oh, okay, they go into the mm-hmm. portal and end up in the trailer park. Like, you know what I mean? That could have mm-hmm. been. That could have been the subway. Mortal Kombat, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That could have been a stage fatality where they, mm-hmm. they really set up this epic fighting scene where she, kills, where she kills this guy that she's been tracking down for a decade plus, right? Mm-hmm. That's on the FBI mm-hmm. or special mm-hmm. list. Top mm-hmm. 10. You know what I mean? Like, but no, it was a, he, he had her in a guillotine chokehold and she stabbed him through the eye with a garden gnome because. You know, whatever, and that's how she unlocked and the archive. Man, fuck that movie. Fuck that. It, 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 it was bad. Anyway, oh, oh, and in comparison to, oh, give me a break, will you? Okay. Nope. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, like, you see what I'm, you get what yeah. I'm saying? Big that difference. Shit, Big that shit difference. doesn't hit the same when you put it on the scale. But Sonya Blade is a main eventer, in spite of them having Ronda Rousey. Doing the voiceover Voice work, work on Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat 11, and them having the, the you know what I'm saying the the actual character looking like your eighth yeah. grade M teacher, like no dog, like whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, personally, I I kind of understand because they aging up the characters, so you know you have everyone a little bit older, more gray haired, especially the humans, more older, more gray haired. She has a like a twenty one or twenty four year old daughter, so you know they kind of made her a little bit more wooden, I guess, in a sense because she's older, and there's really not too much more to do with her character. That's where Cassie Cage came in mind to kind of give, kind of just give a push for almost like a almost almost it's almost like Cassie Cage is a modern day Sonya Blade. Like if you oh, made Sonya oh, Blade okay. in twenty was it twenty sixteen twenty fifteen, that's who. She would be by today's standard. So uh, I, hey. I like Sonya. She's just kind of a little bit wooden in in the games in the last two or three iterations. But I guess it's they just part of the aging process. They didn't have to. I would have agree. Respectfully, again, we're using that wording, but they didn't. They didn't need to have Ronda Rousey voicing Sonya Blade. That didn't feel like a good fit to me. But she's a main event. She's a main eventer. Yep. I the kiss of I death. Even, everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even take that away. Even though, like, the kiss of death is probably the most overused, recycled fatality in all of Mortal Kombat. How many characters use the kiss of death? Like four? Four of them joints, man. For real, for real. Uh, yep. Kitana, Melina, Melina. Sonya Blade. All, all the chick ones, basically. 
Who's hey, next, bro? cheap an- cheap animation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, who so got, who we got next? Say what? No, who we got next, bro? Oh, okay. <laughs> Kenshi. Oh, Kenshi. I'm not ready for that one. Uh, that one. this one's gonna hurt. Ooh. I think this assignment might hurt some people, man. Ah. He's mid card, man. You sure? I think I, uh, I, I, I just I don't know, man. Like he should be a main eventer, but I, I, I need more, man. I just need. He, I need he's more, a mid card. <laughs> he, he's a he's a under he's a un, he's a underdeveloped mid card. I would say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's getting the icy belt. He's getting an intercontinental. He's making his way. He go, he's gonna make it to Goro. He's not gonna be Goro. Well, the question. Okay, so so this is my question here, right? Uh-huh. His main event feud is with Sang Shang, right? True, true. But is he ever gonna get? Okay, so are we fans of Kenshi because we want to see him get that match with Sang Shang, or because like does anyone? Think that he's actually going to get a clean win over Shang Tsung, or do we just want to see the match? I think we just want to see the match. What about you, D Smith? That's a hard one. Is he ever going to get a clean win over Shang Tsung? Because I don't think so. Mm-mm. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't see it. I the story is great, the nah. visuals is cool, the blind samurai thing is awesome. It, mm-hmm. it, it it's really cool, but the gimmick is great. Yeah, the gimmick but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. <laughs> um, I I think he would definitely. Um, he he's half baked. Is the problem? I feel like we haven't gotten enough of him doing anything great. So I do agree. He he would lose. But okay, but okay. All right. So this is what I'm gonna say. It all right. Like, let's just imagine a Money in the Bank match mm-hmm. or a Royal Rumble match, right? The crowd is gonna get behind Kenshi. Yep. Like, let's just let's just keep this a hundred, bro. We got a number one contenders match between Kenshi and Liu Kang. Uh huh. Who are you gonna root for, dog? Oh man. <laughs> So what you're saying is Kenshi's is Shelton Benjamin of the Mortal Kombat universe? <laughs> Dang. He's taking the super kick from Shawn Michaels so he can't go against <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what's he? Hey, listen, keep this 100 here, bro. I love Kenshi. To me, Kenshi was one of the best characters to come out of the 3D era of Mortal Kombat. No doubt. Yep. I agree. His, I main, agree event, well. his main event feud, he's chasing Shang Tsung. If Shang Tsung is the world heavyweight champion, Kenshi is getting a title shot on a B-show pay-per-view. Kenshi mm. is going to get a title shot on, like, Backlash or... <laughs> Backlash. Vengeance. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no no I'm sorry Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, 
Nipsey is getting that title shot, and he's going to get screwed out of one. Like, for, all right, is it fair to say yeah. Kenshi is at least going to hit his finish on Shang Tsung? Yeah, while the, referee, the finisher. while the referee is knocked out. Oh you know shit! Mean? This is the Boy. man who. This is like Eddie Guerrero with Delusa brought Lesnar no way out. Like that's Kenshi. Well, I, mean, I mean, Eddie Guerrero got the pin, but no, yeah. he got the win. But I'm mm-hmm. saying like if it like. Like that that show before the main event, like the last pay per view yeah. before the big one, is yeah. where he fails at, and then he, he gets out the yep. main title event for the WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like WrestleMania, bro. Oh my god. Oh man, you're right. No, but you're right. You're absolutely right because I think that Kenchi, I love Kenchi, bro. Kenchi was probably my favorite character out of the 3D era upper mid card. Upper mid card. You know what I think hurts him a little bit mm-hmm. is like there's a there's a cap there's a max cap for the human like main eventers, but especially with the special forces, someone's got to go for him to become well, main event. And and I think mm-hmm. they fucked him a little bit because they made his son a hybrid of him and Scorpion. True. Yep. Takeda. Like, yep. Why why was Takeda a part of the Shirai Ryu? Why? Why? New, they need a new characters, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and man. but wait, that hurts me. That hurts, bro. What you saying, yeah. mm-hmm. man? My bad, brother. I didn't mean to cut. No, 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 no. You, you, you're good. But I, I would, I would agree too. I would agree too with, with what y'all said. It upper mid card, upper mid card, but he's got main event potential. You know what I mean? Yes, like he's got yes, a main event look. Yes. And he's got the ability. He just needs the room. They need the the, the space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to go. Who would you sacrifice yep. for Kenshi, man? For the main eventers? Ooh, okay. You what want Kenshi in that list? spot, huh? What yeah. names are on the list? Who's so coming off of the list? Let me get a let me get a rundown All right. real quick. All right, let's let's do it. We got uh, we got Sonya. We got mm-hmm. Johnny Cage. We got Liu Kang. We have. Those are the three main events. We said Jax was mid card, upper mid card. <laughs> <laughs> Jax was upper mid card, and Striker obviously Jobber. Kung Lao was mid card. Oh. At sticks for like humans. So. so main event, main event. We got Liu Kang. We got Liu Kang, Scorpion, Scorp- yep. Raiden, Chang Song, Shao Kahn. Shinnok, Quan Chi, Goro, King Taro. Hey, and the last one, did y'all do Rain? I forgot. We're going to get to that in a minute, brother. Okay, okay. I, I'm My bad. There's nobody in that top 10 that I'm substituting for Kenshi, unfortunately. In Taro? I mean. <laughs> I th- I th- didn't we already do Kintaro? I think we said Kintaro I was. I don't I'm know. Sure we did. Kintaro. I don't. I don't know. I don't think we know. We didn't do him or uh, Taro. I think we we avoided the the boss characters. Okay. All right. My bad. My bad. So sub bosses are a different category then. Uh, Goro's a main eventer. Kintaro is, is is mid mid overall mid card mid card at best. That's he's redundant. About he's redundant. Right. He's redundant. Kintaro's right, redundant. Fair enough. So there's nine mid carders that we got as of right now. Are yeah, we I adding? So. 
Are we adding Kenshi to that conversation or are we substituting anybody out of that conversation? Ah, fuck. You know what? No. Currently, I would take I would take Sonya. I put Sonya mid card. Fuck it. I put Kenshi. Oh, wow. I could I, I put Kenji main event from Mortal Kombat. I, I disagree, I disagree I mean, with I would that. Put Johnny Cage over Kenji. You 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 substitute Johnny Cage for Kenji? If Kenji is a is a main eventer, you can't say Johnny Cage is not a main eventer. No, no, I'm saying I, I would say I would I would take the billing. Like I would take Sonya Blade down a bit and put Kenji up there like a substitute. Like who? I who would, would disagree. Who you want to pull for Kenji? I don't think I can pull anybody. Mm. I, I, thus far, I, I agree. agree and with, I love uh, Jack. Mm. I like I like Kenshi a lot. I like the idea of a blind telekinetic samurai that's chasing a main event heel. But if we're being honest, you got to feed some mid carters to the main event heel. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know I mean, Kenshi might yeah. win. A number one contenders match on Monday Night Raw, but he ain't winning the Money in the Bank contract. Right, right. Okay, okay. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Kenshi, almost there. Almost there. Is Kenshi right. is Kenshi the Piccolo of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> you know what? That's a good assessment. I'm gonna say that's yes. true. He's the Piccolo of Mortal Kombat. Yes. I'd say so. That hurts. That I'd say hurts. so. That hurts. Yeah. Yep. That hurts. That's exactly what happened to him from the 3D era. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. All right. So, who next up, Movado. <laughs> <laughs> Was he Black Dragon or Red Dragon? Uh, Movado? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, He was Red Dragon. I think he was Red Dragon. Wait, wait, wait. What? So, because, no, he had a rival. Suhao was, um... Oh wait wait. Yeah, okay. Movado was Red Dragon. Suha was Black Dragon. Okay. Oh man, you sure? Yeah, yeah. He he was he was Red Dragon. Well, who was Kano affiliated with? Kano was Black Dragon, right? Kano was Black Dragon. D Smith, help help us out, dog. Uh, I should know. I, I I don't even I don't even remember. I want to say it was Red Dragon. Uh, Movado was Red Dragon. Fuck it, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to Google here. Nah, bro. fuck yeah, we gotta go mm. Google it. Hold on, let me look here. <laughs> Shit. Hey, was uh, Movado um, Luke Kane's brother? No. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm nah, trying nah. to remember. I'm because y'all are getting into the more obscure characters now. That oh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rem- remember. Uh, I'm like, anyway, wait. You said, you said, you said Movado was Red Dragon, right? Right. Yeah. Now? No, you're right. Movado was red dragon. He's a and Kano's black, right? Kano, yeah, yeah. Kano's this, black dragon, yeah. This this guy was like basically your cabal substitute. Yep, he was uh, a job with yeah. a little bit of the he, scorpion he was element. Jobber. When you scorpion said that, element? well, with this little um, you remember he had oh, the little yeah. spear shit that he like. Bounce off from like a bunch cord and then kick you some shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah, he was cool. I mean, he had a cool design. Yeah, he had he had he had a decent design, and the idea that he could be in charge of that faction was cool. But nobody fucking cared. 
about the edge, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like nobody, nobody before. Right, before you knew that there was a red dragon faction, you just knew that there was a black dragon mm-hmm. with Kano and Cabal. Right. Nobody fucking right. cared about <laughs> the red dragon. It was okay because he was a good mid card heel that could boost yeah. up Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. He, his fatality was cool with the uh, with the bungee cords. You know what I mean, where you pulled yeah. out your kidneys and your lung or whatever. That was cool, but he's a jobber. TV title at best. TV title, two game appearance. He's not coming back for twelve. He's staying in the three D era. Like like Jax, like like Jax would eat him alive, bro. Jax would. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Well, what the fuck is Jax gonna do? Oh my god, dude. And (laughs) and honestly, the best aspects of Movado was pretty much passed on. The only little thing that he had was passed on to Takeda. So, good point. That's a very good point. There's no need for Movado anymore in Mortal Kombat nope. history. Nope, Jobber. Not at all. Fucking Jobber. Not at all. And you know what? <laughs> and you know, it's kind of weird that you have two factions in Mortal Kombat that are both like bad guys, right? Between right. the Black Dragon and the Red Dragon, but they got beef with each other. <laughs> even though they're both bad guys. Like, okay. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing if you want to be honest here. But yeah, Movado... You said he was a jobber? Jobber. Okay. Jobber. All right. Jobber? D. Smith? Jobber? Mm-hmm. All right. Who we got? Who else we got? All right. Moving on. Kano. Upper mid card. Oh! Agreed. Ooh. Agreed. Ooh. Upper mid card? Yep. Upper mid. I can't, I can't say Kano's a jobber. I can't do that. I can't do that. I really can't. And this is why. The reason I can't say Kano is a jobber is because in real life, if you could pull one character out of Mortal Kombat and make them into a real person, it'd probably be Kano. Kano doesn't have. I would agree. I would he agree. Have, he doesn't have superpowers, bro. Like Kano is a mercenary with a beard. With, you know what I'm saying? With a laser he's, eye. Yep, he's he's a mercenary. That knows how to fight, knows how to use knives with a laser cybernetic eye. And I mean, like, yeah, bro. Did we say we said mid card, right? You wanted to say he was a jobber? No, I want to say he was a main eventer. I want to say he was main oh, event. Oh, okay. Elaborate. Talk about it. I want to say he's main event. Because right, I think he has the yeah. potential to be a main eventer. I'm I'm gonna look at in this in this regard. I know we're looking at like in game kind of like you know what I'm saying feats or whatever. I'm looking I'm gonna look on the outside right from the movies the the overall character popularity. Everyone said the best aspects of Mortal Kombat reboot was what the latest movie was Kano. Absolutely, it was Kano. Mm-hmm. Kano carried that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Kano carried that fucking movie. Everybody remembers the first movie Kano with the Australian accent. That forever changed the character. That actor, rest in power, he literally made yes. Kano mm-hmm. what he is right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I Agreed. mean, the, before he was an Asian American, he was, um, he was he like was, an okay <laughs> character. He was a Japanese American. <laughs> but uh, he, cho- he, he chose. He was a jobber before <laughs> the original Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating the turkey leg. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Nobody fucked with Kane on the first game. I come on, nah, let's be real. Nah, Nobody, not, not not really. The white not gi really. with the with the really <laughs> metal plate on his face. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't fuck with this guy. <laughs> so so wait, so we saying that the consensus is that Kano. All right, so are we saying main event or upper mid card? Because I say upper I, mid. I look at Kano as being like the Mortal Kombat Razor Ramon. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Ah, fuck. I was going to say he's definitely a crowd pleaser. Yep. He <laughs> definitely, the fans love him. He's got a lot of game appearances. Mm-hmm. Ah, I want to, like, he just has a main event appeal for a bad guy. Like, Mortal Kombat is like, Kano is a staple villain, man. Like, he's, I know he's not as powerful as Quan Chi, Shang Tsung, and them, but he's definitely, like, in terms of, like, a player request, like, character, like, Yep, Kano has to be there. He has to be there. He like Kano, he, he's a staple yeah. villain. Kano was in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, and Quan Chi wasn't. Mm. Think about exactly who wasn't in that game. Think about the characters exactly. that were not in that game. Melina was not in that game. Yep, Quan Chi was not playable in that game. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cage was not in that game. Kano Oof. was in that game. Kano. If he's not a main eventer, Kano, man. It's close. It's close. Upper mid card, potentially main eventer for, you know, for uh, a WrestleMania. He's a heel that might get a WrestleMania shot, whatever. Final four in the the Royal Rumble. Final four in the Royal Rumble. With an upper, like, Kano, this is Kano right here, dog. My bad, dog. Kano is final four in the Royal Rumble that gets... An upper mid card match with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm, okay. With, okay. With an actual build, with an actual build to it, even though you know he's not going to beat the Undertaker. True. True. Okay, I, I can definitely see that, man. Kano, man, this he's. Get... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying this is getting this is getting kind of kind of rough here, brother. Yeah. Keep cooking, bro. <laughs> you got anything to say about D. Smith for uh, Kano? Man. Him with the turkey leg, <laughs> just selling it. I, I I can I can already imagine him as they as he come out, the crowd cheers and boos him at the same time, and him just grabbing the microphone and and just being like and just spitting on somebody in the crowd. Oh loving shit! That shit. The crowd is loving it. Hey, and you know what? Someone rushes the stage and he actually rushes the ring and he actually beats their ass right in front yes. of the camera. Yes. Yes, and, and he says something like, and y'all are entertained? <laughs> right. Dude no. is leaking on the mat, and he's literally like, are you not entertained? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. No, mm-hmm. but you're right, bro. Like, right? Like, so somebody rushes him out of the crowd, right? They're booing him, but they mm-hmm. cheer him for stomping mm-hmm. out the person that jumps the barricade to try to get yep. in the ring. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Kano is an upper okay. mid card heel. Exactly. An upper mid card heel with the potential to be a main event babyface, but won't ever oh, turn babyface. Right. Right. Perfect analogy, man. With Razor Ramon, that was like you know what? Once you said that, like right, that clicks. That clicks. <laughs> and, that clicks, yeah. man. All right, what yeah. we got next, bro? This is getting, <laughs> this is getting crazy here, dog. Keep oh going. man. Let's keep this going. I, I, I'm tempted to pour another drink, but damn. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to hit my limit with this. This is my second my second pineapple, so I don't shit, man. I don't <laughs> fucking. I might I might go for a third. Who fucking knows? But yeah, man. Oh man, good shit. So we got an, an easy one coming up, Natara. Job. Why was she even in the movie? I mean, it was basically you know the movie needed some jobbers, and that's what she did. She jobbed and got defeated by in a cool way by Kung Lao. So. Natara, sexy vampire pirate. That's, I mean, I give him credit for an (laughs) unlikely combination. I never seen a pirate vampire before, so a little bit of points for that. All right, so let's 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 do something here real quick, right? Uh All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take into consideration the design that she had in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance here. Okay, all right. I'm gonna give you three things here: eye patch. No, four. Four ingredients for a jobber. Okay. Eye patch, number one. Got it. Six pack abs, number two. Got it. Visible thong. Visible thong line in the lower, you know what I'm saying, genital region. Uh, and wings. And wings. You know what? Now that I think about it, she looks like a hot mess of a creator character. Right? <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out, man. I don't know what I was thinking. Hey, you know what I mean? they, gave, they gave Sonya Blade the same visible thong line in the in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, but it wasn't as kind of overt as it was for Natara. Sure. She's a fucking job. A little bit, yeah. I mean, if if anything, she literally was just pretty much fan service in a creator. Fucking jobber. And, jobber. And I know she was a jobber. Because in the movie, she jobbed to a jobber. Yep. No one can remember her story, anything. Like, I didn't, I, you know what? I forgot she was even in the damn uh, animated movie for the first one. She's in that shit. I even forgot uh, I, she was in there. Well, well, there you go. I had no idea. Oh. I thought Natara's first appearance was in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, man. My man. Oh, oh no, I, no, I, she I, was. She was. Uh, the recent uh, Scorpion something. Oh, she's, she's a little quick bit with Johnny Cage in like Scorpion's animated I, movie. I never would have knew it. Never would have yeah. knew it, bro. I mean, completely forgot about that. If anything, I looked at in preparation for this convo we was going to have here. I went on YouTube and looked at clips from the Mortal Kombat movie, dog. Like, the only, I mean, uh, Kong Lao's coolest moment was 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 catching a body and saying flawless victory over which character? Mm-hmm. Okay. That yep. looked nothing. She looked nothing like her design in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, and that highlights further that she was a fucking jobber. Flawless victory to a guy that died via flawless victory. Victory. <laughs> Fuck out of here. My bad, Beast man. Oh shit! No, no, you fine. Um, I would say uh, Jabberjaw. Absolutely, Jabberjaw. Well, and her alternate it. costumes not even that much. Yeah, much better either. Well, so. What was the alternate costume? It's literally her with white makeup and pretty much like a bikini metal piece. That's it. Never would have knew it. <laughs> but yeah, Natar. Yeah, complete jobber. Massive in a character, but you know she's stay, she's staying in the 3D era. She's not getting rebooted at all. So next up, we got Dramin. Man, fuck out of here! 
What does Drummond look like? You just see this dude in a, 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 a barbarian thong. You know what? He looks like a like a like a fan art of Hellraiser. Let's just be honest. He's like Wait, well, he's Hellraiser the barbarian, mask, right? huh? He had, he had Jason mask, right? Yeah, yeah. He has like this green mask on with nails on it. He has like this little spike club for an arm, and. He's wearing like this Conan the Barbarian underwear with shoulder pads. Yeah. yeah, I just looked it up. Look, he look, he looks he looks like some discounted character from a like God of War game or something. He looks like a Soul Calibur creator creator. Oh, he looks like, yeah, he looks yeah. like a first, oh. he's a first draft for Voldemort, bro. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Moloch and Drama. Can we just lump both of them in there? Like, just think about this, bro. Moloch and Drummond got their highest visibility in Scorpion's ending for Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, bro. And never, God. and were never to be seen again. Nope. Holy Super shit. Jobber. Super jobber. First draft of Voldo from Soul Calibur. This is what he probably yep. looked like. Sunday Night Heat, WCW Worldwide. Main, yeah, get them out of here, dog. He's one of those. Guys, he's one of those guys that's in the ring at the start of the damn show. He doesn't even get the entrance. He's just <laughs> he just in the ring, bro. Oh man, yeah, dog. With the Jason mask. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait. So on Deadly Alliance, one of Drummond's fighting styles was wrestling. Hmm. Like I don't remember am- that. Amateur wrestling was one of his styles on Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, bro. <laughs> oh shit! Like remember in the three D era, they tried to give every character like an actual martial art. You know yep. what I'm saying? Ah oh, man, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then by Armageddon, there was just too many characters, so everyone had one style and a weapon. Yep. Instead of, yep. Instead, of instead of two styles and a weapon, they gave everybody one style and a weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, oh, who got that, bro? Who we got that? Bro? We got the legendary Suhao. Oh man, go ahead, D Smith. Go ahead, brother. He don't even have wow. anything to really say. Suhao, uh, remember him? Um, dang, was he the the drunk one? Nope. No, nah, that was that was Boraicho. You, you see, oh, that, that just is a testament to the character. Just look. Look at this character. <laughs> look at this character I, I, design, I, I, man. I, I, I will. Suhao. T h u h a h a o. Look at this guy. Look, I Suhao mean, was a member of the village people. Oh, Dang, this, man, that's cold. That's cold. This. this Oh my God! This guy I'll looks try, like I'll try to look him up right now. He looks like a boss of, of Streets of Rage. Man, listen, Suhao. All right, if there's a level below Super Jobber, I, if I'm not mistaken, man, and this is because I've done this too many times, more times than I like to admit, but I've like gone on YouTube and watched all of the endings to the Mortal Kombat, Deadly Alliance, and Deception. Like the only one of the only canon endings of Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance was Jax ripping that fucking guy's heart out. 
Yep. Like, is there a level below Jabra? Is there a level below that? This no, guy, this, Dang, this guy showed man. up on this guy showed up on Sunday night. He's that low. No, the level below Jabra is Suhao. Yep. Dang. <laughs> Dang. He what was his signature shit? He had the butterfly knife. Man. style and I think he shot a laser out of his chest so he was a redundant Kano yeah he he, he looks like a, a discount Kano he's a discount Kano but like Korean <laughs> wait he okay yeah cause he was Blood Dragon right bro no. this guy this this guy looks like a goon for Cobra Command like um, <laughs> he, do, he does he does <laughs> if, you, if you just remove the Mortal Kombat logo <laughs> And put him on in a GI Joe box. Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, he's the action figure that's like ten. Ten of them are left at Walmart, and you can't oh, find nobody no. else. <laughs> well, we got these two houses. You can give you your kids twenty two houses if you want. <laughs> uh. Oh shit! You can't get the uh, you can't get the Cobra Command. Oh my goodness, bro! Whoa, you said we got twenty suits. <laughs> Since on discount for a dollar, bro, they can't get rid of the shits on clearance, oh, man. Oh damn, bro, that's a haymaker right there, dog. <laughs> man, man, it's so bad they're selling them at five below. They, Yo, they, they try to sell them in a pack. They sell them extras in the pack and in the vehicles as well, bro. Like it's fucking right. cooked, man. Because in, in Aaron Black's opening, in one of his alternate openings, the MK11, like, he just tossing my man's head on the ground. Like, okay, this I'm is gonna say, I'm going to say Super Jobber. Super Jobber. Super Jobber. Now, I, I think to this day, right, from this day forward, my guys, the level mm. below Super Jobber is Suha. Dang. Yeah. Okay. That's like the that. level. Oh level. man, like that. Suha. He's he he's like one of those wrestlers who are like a hometown homegrown talent, and they got the black trunks. They got no entrance, and the guy <laughs> just squashes them. You never see him again on WWE. Not Suha. Right, right. And then you know what I mean. Like five years later, the main event heel is using Suha as like jobber security or whatever. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying that like that's that's Suhao right there. Goro, fuck. Goro is walking out to the ring with Suhao as jobber security to take a pedigree from whoever's in that feud, so that you can keep Goro strong going into WrestleMania. Dog. <laughs> oh my God! He just put that guy through a table. Isn't that Suhao? Oh shit! Who oh man, man, keep cooking, man, keep cooking. Who we got next, bro? Oh shit! Okay, I, I think I, I this might be interesting, but let me know what you guys think. Frost, oh, man. Wait, I don't think about Frost. Mid, mid card, a low mid card. Forced mid card. Yeah, probably you. Probably <laughs> you. Probably right. I agree. No Without. Problem. Without the aesthetic of Sub Zero, like basically, oh, she's female. Sub Zero, that's her thing. Yeah, but nobody likes Frost, and nobody takes her seriously as a threat. Nope. She's not a. I. You know what? 
in all honesty, I think Frost probably should have been in this last Mortal Kombat movie. Mm. I think that would have been an interesting kind of. I mean, Sub Zero said for the Lin Kuei how many times in that movie, but was the only member actually kind of riding for that flag, right? True. True. Like in every scene where you saw Sub Zero, Frost should have been right there as his second in command or his right hand man. Ooh, that'd have been dope. And then she could have she could have jobbed to one of the heroes near the end to mm-hmm. for the or, or whatever. She either could have jobbed to one of the heroes, or she could have like took an ass whooping and kind of survived and escaped to get back to the Lin Kuei. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. She would have died, and then she would have became the android. I mean, either uh, you could do it either or. You could do it either way. Like, I just don't understand why Sub Zero kept saying for the Lin Kuei, but you seen no other Lin Kuei. Frost should have been in that movie to at least give us a kind of, I guess, branch to Kwai Liang, Smoke, Cyrax. The Grandmaster of the Lin Kuei. She should have been in that movie, I think. Because there's no reason Sub-Zero should have just been holding that flag for everybody else. But Frost is a mid-carder. And I don't want to say that. I want to say she's a job group, but she's a mid-carder. Off of the strength of having them colors as a cryomancer. She's a she's mm. a mid-carder. Completely agree with you, man. Force mid-card, just by association. Yep. So. And I, and I, she had a cool, interesting take, like E. Smith said in Mortal Kombat 11. Got to upgrade the cyber initiative feel for her, and mm-hmm. having trying to have some revenge against Kwai. So her stock rose up with 11, but still a forced, a forced mid card, forced mid card. Nobody likes her, bro. I agree. We, uh, e- even that? even all her like fight before she fights, and every fight, it, like her her banter is always like. Okay. Yep. Yeah, just, get her shut, just shut just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's not there's nothing cool about her at all, bro. Yeah, yeah. Next up we got Katana. Main event. I mean Main Eventer. She's she is the most prominent female character for the Mortal Kombat franchise. It's her. She's like their Chun Li essentially. I would that's agree. A fair, that's a fair assessment. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think that. Um, and over the years, I think they did a very good job of making Katana and Melina two different characters, but also giving them credibility. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. I do. I do. They're both main eventers, but I think they're main eventers in a different kind of way. And Katana, yeah. You don't, like, Kitana is definitely a main eventer. I like Kitana more than I like Sonya Blade, to be honest with you. And I was hoping that she would be a villain in Mortal Kombat 11 alongside Liu Kang, to be honest. She was. Yep. Kitana? Yep. Yeah, yeah. She. I mean, she went to the NetherRealm version of herself. So, yeah, mm-hmm. she was She was Liu Kang's right-hand general when uh, for the evil version of him. Yep, I, I like that. I like that, bro. She's a yeah. man eventer for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got anything else to say about uh about her, D Smith? 
No, I would say she's a main, a main eventer as well. Yeah, she's got the feet. She's got the cool, uh, the 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 fans, the Razor fans, the the aesthetics of her. Over the years, they've done a really good job of, like you said, establishing herself different than Melina, giving her a unique look. I mean, pretty much. I mean, she's become like the the, the female ninjas of Mortal Kombat have become so in pub culture and nerd culture that any basically Asian looking woman with a mask, or like katana, you know what I mean, like. It's it's like the memes or whatever in the in the content. It's just like that association with the character. Um, you know, Katana's definitely main eventer. She's a main eventer. So all right, next up, I mean this is another easy one. We got Raiden. Ooh, come on, man. We got Raiden. I mean do we need Last to say any more? <laughs> the no, most main electrifying man. In Mortal Kombat Entertainment. <laughs> Uh-oh. There goes the central right there. <laughs> Undertaking. I mean, he's like, what would you say? He's like the Undertaker of Mortal Kombat, essentially? I agree. Yep, that's a perfect assessment. And I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but even with Dark Raiden, like, I had hopes that when they put mm. out that, that opening cinematic for MK11, like, damn, okay. Like, Raiden finna be that bad guy? Like, my man Raiden ain't finna be playing with y'all out. Raiden is a definitely a main eventer, bro. Like, Raiden can die, come back, lose, whatever, but Raiden is still Raiden, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean... They need to respect Raiden more than they do, actually, in my opinion. Yeah, the movie didn't do him too much justice. The new, I mean, we always go back to the fucking new movie, but... It, it was terrible. <laughs> God, man, they really fucked that shit up. It was just straight up terrible. That was not Raiden. That was just a monk pretending, uh, like a wannabe Mr. Miyagi pretending to be Raiden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that this character has done, I mean, he comes back, and he, you, oh, he's a staple. Everyone loves to see Raiden. You see the Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet, Boom! There's Raiden with his hands up, with the with the electricity and lightning bolts around him. Like the 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 look, the 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 hat. Everyone yep. who wears a Raiden like the hat is like, oh, you know, that's a Raiden hat. Like every he's so he's such an iconic character in that franchise that you know you can look at the feats, you can look at the outside appeal of the character. So he's not going anywhere. He was beating the shit out of that that. Head of Shinnok in that 11 intro, man. He was torturing the fuck out of Shinnok, man. Like, I was kind of expecting 11 heel Raiden to play more of a prominent role, but babyface Raiden was pretty much introduced <laughs> as soon as possible, so that didn't happen. But I like Raiden a lot, man. He, that's a definite main eventer. He's essentially your undertaker of the Mortal Kombat roster, man. So, definitely main eventer. Who else we got here? Moloch? I think that's it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Moloch, and, then, and we'll go backwards to the other sub-bosses. Then, Bro, they tried to make him die Goro. Yeah. Combat Deadly Alliance, and it didn't work. Mm-mm. Nope. He's a fucking jobber for sub-boss. I mean, there's no the design, the look. There's nothing really to have anything come back with this character, man, at all. 
Like he looks he looks like a basic he looks like a basic like World of Warcraft reject character that they didn't design and didn't use. And Midway just bought it for like five dollars for the rights. Call it a day. <laughs> I would agree. No effort. No effort. Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. So, what do you guys think about Motaro? Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. Three. I'm a little bit conflicted here, man, mm. because uh, I hated that character. I hated him. I didn't like his design. I felt like his design was just a little bit too lazy, but you couldn't mm. beat him. Nah, I mean, he was cheap. He, everyone did yep. the freaking air kicks to just yep. beat him, but... Motaro... My bad, brother. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Mid-card. And I'm saying that with my eyes closed. Mid-card. What do you think, D-Smith? I think mid as well. He 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 was. He, it seemed like he would be good, but yeah, uh, yeah. He killed Johnny Cage in canon, but yeah. Know, I mean, you seen what Ra- you see? Raiden got rid of him in a cutscene, bro. In in Mortal <laughs> Kombat Nine, in one cutscene, Raiden was like, "Oh shit, that's Motaro." All right, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and put this lightning on him real quick. Zap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he I, I agree with you guys. He's he's basically, hey, what if we just did a Goro with animal parts? Okay, cool. You know, and call it a day. So he took that ass open from Jax with no arms in the Annihilation movie, too. So. That was ass. That was ass. Got everything I need right here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He, he, you know what? Nah, fuck it, man. He's a jobber of the sub-bosses, man. You right. Fuck if we talking about sub-bosses, he's a jobber. Fuck it, man. Sub-boss, sub-boss jobber, man. He ain't coming mm-hmm. back. He ain't coming back, so. Uh, I think that's it. Deception. And then Kintaro. Kintaro. Oh, okay, so so let me get this straight here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you say about Kintaro earlier? He was an off-brand Goro. Are you sure? Kintaro, I, I, you see, the tiger look and the skin, all that's cool, but there's still only, you only need Goro for the forearm aesthetic. That's it. Everyone mm-hmm. else has been pretty much an iteration. A clone. A clone of Goro. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So hold up, hold up. So, so with that being said, though, uh huh. I think, so Shiva, she's a Goro clone? Shiva's a Goro clone. She's a playable yeah, Goro she, clone. She's a better clone, uh, clone though. She's a she's better. Than, I'll take Shiva over Kentaro. She has. I like beauty. Shiva. I like Shiva. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love I love the taunt that she did in Mortal Kombat Nine, where she puts the top two arms over her head and poses, and then flexes with the bottom two arms. <laughs> that, that fatality where she like rips your arms off and then claps with them. <laughs> that shit was gangster. Yeah. I yeah. fuck with that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for some reason, I feel like in Mortal Kombat 11, she would have been like a black woman. I don't know why, but like, am I alone on that? I mean, nah. it, it looks, I think she, they designed her that way now, isn't she? 
Yeah, you've seen her, right? She does kind of look black. Oh, bit. and even the voice, like the yeah. voice mm-hmm. sounds like a black woman. But are we sure that King Taro is a Goro clone? Because I really want to get into this, bro. Are we All sure? Right. I'm sure, man. The one game I, appearance, I, I, he's never came back since. Because he was in Mortal Kombat 9, you either fought him or Goro before you fought Shang Tsung. Mm. And I mean, King Taro had the fireball. Okay, he didn't have the fireball. He had the teleport. He had the stomp. Like, Kintaro wasn't no hoe, to quote my cousin Majin. He wasn't no hoe, bro. Like, are we sure that Kintaro was a jobber? Well, I wouldn't say jobber. He's he's a... Yeah, yeah. I, I, a, a, mid, a mid-card, but I wouldn't say jobber. Mid-card, mid-card sub-boss. Mid-card man. sub-boss. And that's just know, because man. of how much we love Goro. I yeah, I think Goro just set the tone. I mean, the Shokan prints himself, man. Like he just he has it all. So when you get it, another thing like Kintaro, it's just like it's just not the same. It's almost like that's you should just fair. try to do something else. I don't know, that's, man. That's not fair because Kintaro is going to be in the next Mortal Kombat, mm. avenging his cousin. Yeah, He's gonna I, be I can in see the that. Next- and I don't know, bro. Like, King Taro wasn't nothing to play with, dog. Like, he wasn't nothing to play with. But he's not Goro. Yeah, I, I just don't... Uh, the seat, you know what I'm saying? If we're looking at the, the, the league of villains here for Mortal Kombat, Goro's taking that seat. And he's... I agree. He's waiting outside the, that, that hallway door as a guard, man. That's like, fucked up, bro. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree with Donovan That's on this one, That's fucked up, man. man. You want to say he's main event? I I mean, look, y'all are making a hell of a case. I want to give him upper mid card Uh at the minimum. I give him mid card. Yeah, I I give him mid. But if he's mid card, he's mid card, man. Either way, if he's mid card, he's mid card. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean that that's just me personally, man. I, I I don't see him as a jobber, but I think the the Goro set it off so well. That it's hard to put him on main event with Goro right beside him. I just, I can't do or go there. Goro, Goro would have to get buried and Kentaro replace him. For well, me to put Kentaro's main event. Well, you know that 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 kind of happened. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you if you're looking at nine and how Goro became a playable character in nine. Um, no, I'm talking about the movie. In the movie? Oh, the new yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I, see I, I try not to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted Prince Gore. You, now, let me stop. Yeah, we already, we already yeah. went through this before. Absolutely, they did. Absolutely. All right, who else we got, bro? All right, so that's it for the sub-bosses. And we'll just go. Let's go. We did Shang Tsung already. We did Shinnok. Shao Kahn. I mean, oh. come on. I mean, I, I mean, Shao Kahn could have been the main boss in every Mortal Kombat game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do yeah. want to ask y'all this though: Havoc. Havoc? Was yep. he? I think. All right. Uh, since we're going into Havoc. Deception, sure. Yeah, Havoc was 3D era, but he definitely got some shine in the Mortal Kombat X comic book. The comic Havoc. books, yeah. Mm-hmm. I. I want to put a mid card, but 
Just man, he's a jobber, man. I don't, I don't <laughs> see nothing much from him, man. <laughs> I didn't read the comics, so that might probably change him. Just he's just yeah. lost in the 3D era, oh, man. Bro. You gotta, you gotta read that comic. They, they could have. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of characters in that 3D era they could have done more with that they're not gonna do anything else with. They could have. They could have. Even on print or uh, in the movies, man. Like we said, there's. If you want a job or some Mortal Kombat, there's plenty. You didn't have to kill off the main eventers for the first uh, one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Jobber. Wait, that's not. But this is the time, man. Yeah, no, go ahead and make you, your argument, man. Go ahead, go ahead. What do you do in the comic, okay. man? In the in the comic book, like okay, so in the comic book, they kind of made Raiko like the new Shao Kahn, right? But he was driven by blood magic, and mm. Havoc was manipulating him through blood magic. Mm. You know what I mean? Havoc, like, kind of became the new Quan Chi in the Mortal Kombat X comic book. You know what I'm saying? He was okay, the man I behind get what the saying. curtain. He was the man behind the curtain in that comic book series, and it kind of just was like, okay, this actually makes a lot of sense that this type of character could be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody ever took Raiko seriously. So how did he get this kind of boost? Oh, Havoc was the one that was giving him the boost through blood magic. Like, mm. I would have liked to have seen Havoc pop up in Mortal Kombat 11 off of the strength of the run that they gave him in the comic book for Mortal Kombat X. I would have liked to have seen that. You know what I mean, um, that was okay. There are, I'll be all the way real with you. There's three characters from the 3D era of Mortal Kombat that I would like to see pop up again. Havoc, Hotaru, y'all remember him? Hotaru from Deception? Hotaru. Hotaru? Hotaru. He was the monk? Huh? The monk? No, oh, no. oh! You liked him? The ra- the yeah. guy looks like Fujin. Yeah, dog. <laughs> oh man! Hotaru, <laughs> this is why. Hotaru was like the Sado guardsman, and he had a code. His mm. code was order. Didn't matter if you were a good guy or a bad guy. It was all about order. If you disrupted the natural order of what he believed, you had to go. So his ending in Mortal Kombat Deception, he bodied Sub-Zero. In Mortal Kombat Deception, he got Sub-Zero up out of there. Because Mm. it was all about order. Didn't matter that Onaga was evil. It was all about order. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like this costume and all of that. It was all about order. I want to see Hotaru pop up again. And another Mortal Kombat. You're right. He looked like Fuji. I'm glad you remember him, bro. Um, no, I had to look him up. I'm sorry. I had to look him up. I had to look him up, too, because nah, I bro. forgot. But, yeah, I, I see what you mean yeah, as far as like, design. And, and see he what I'm like he could screw somebody up uh, yeah. at, the, at, at the gate real yeah. fast. <laughs> Be like, yo, papers ain't right. Yep, you got to go, right? We need... We need mm-hmm. those peacemaker type characters just to kind of fuck shit up, bro. Yeah. So where it's like, okay, you took out him, 
you took out the general or the Sado guardsmen, all right, cool. You know what I mean? You you really one of them guys right there. I would have loved to have seen like a upper mid card feud between Hotaru and Johnny Cage. That would have been okay. kind of dope to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where are you putting him in? Mid card, upper mid card. Yeah, Hotaru is a mid carder. He's a mid carder. Yes, <laughs> I can see Hotaru with the with the Intercontinental Championship in the middle of the ring, telling the fans about order and honor and justice <laughs> and, and, and sobriety and all of this shit here. And then Johnny Cage coming out to the middle of the coming out, interrupting him, roasting him, and taking the IC title away. Oh but, man, mm-hmm. dude. Okay. <sighs> I, <laughs> oh, why do I God, imagine a, a jobber running out, out and trying to like just full blown bust at him? And you just knock him out with one punch, right? Exactly. And then it's like, oh shit, he just did that. Like, whoa, hold on, man. Like he ain't he ain't one of them guys you want to be fucking with right there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm I hate so, the look. I. The armor and everything else is cool. The face, the face. He needs. He looked too much like Fujin. He looked too much like mm-hmm. Fujin. I, feet wise, I'd say he's mid card, a, a helmet or something. But overall, man, I, 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 I can't put Jade and the rest of them over him, man. Like Ooh. I can't put him on the same level as Jade and them, man. I gotta oh, put him Jopper. No, that's fair. I give uh, you that. Like, yeah. He, he, okay, but to be fair though, right? Like smoke. And Jade were like looking around the corners in the living forest. Could you yeah. not see him doing that same thing? Could you not see him like keeping <laughs> his head around the tree in the uh-huh. living forest? Like I can see that, like, like flying in the air or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 like I said, I'll give him a card, man. Okay, so, man. respectfully, and, and, respectfully. So, oh, all right. Yeah. So I, I'll name a character here, though. Onaga. Ooh, Onaga. The Dragon King Onaga. The Dragon Fuck. Oh my gosh, Onaga. Okay. All right, Onaga. So, Onaga, this is the guy, the reason why we even have the reboot is because of Onaga, right? This is the guy that was so strong, so powerful, that essentially they had to reboot the whole series. Because they couldn't beat him. If I oh, recall man. right. <laughs> right? Uh, isn't Armageddon they have the free for all? And then. No, Blaze. Blaze. The birth of Blaze was, was the reason yeah. why. But. Yeah, but. Oh, Naga, man. He had he to get triple teamed by Shang Tsung, Quan Chi, and Raiden to subdue. Just to just to try to break his. Stop his steps. Um. God, dude. I, All the strength I, of what you just said, shoot, he should be uh, upper then. I, I need, like, okay, power-wise, yeah, he's very powerful, mm-hmm. but he's still stuck in the 3D era. You know oh, what I mean? Man. You know, he didn't come back for uh, 9, 10, 11. He hasn't really shown up anywhere else. He was in 9, he was in 10, okay, he was in Armageddon. He was in Armageddon and Deception. And he played a very big part of those two games, but I need, I need more, man. Like, he's powerful as fuck, but I just need to see more. So, mid mid car boss, man. 
mid card boss. Feet wise, yeah. sure, he's strong. He's strong as fuck. He's a main eventer, power wise, but oh man, gotta make they 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 gotta make him come back for twelve, man. He's gotta come back. No, he's gotta no, come back. There's no other way. He does gotta come back. But like, dog, I mean, Shang Tsung, Quan Chi, and Raiden did the team Kamehameha. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, I really did, did, man. It, you know what I mean? He shipped it straight up oh, and down. No, he didn't sell that shit. No sold the team Kamehameha. Fuck. But they, and his run was all of one game. One game. That's it. That's the only problem. He need you know Shao Kahn got a couple games. Shang Tsung got a couple games. Shinnok has a couple games. I need I need Onaga to come up with. A, I need Onaga to have more than Armageddon Deception. That's it. That's I, it. I, I need I need to see Onaga in a fucking movie, bro. Oof. But, but that'll never happen. Nah, anyway. we're not going to get past Shao Kahn and Shinnok. That's it. Continue on. <laughs> all right, all right. Dope. So we did Havoc. We did... No, 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 no. We Yeah, yeah. We, we did Havoc, Hotaru. We did Dragon Lord. You, 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 do you guys even remember Ashra? Who? <laughs> wait, 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 Ashra wait. and Deception. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Astro. Oh, no, 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 no. That's all caliber. So. <laughs> no, not, uh, not him, not him, no, no. <laughs> no, on, on that note, no, nah, bro. Like, she was supposed to, she had the Raiden hat. She and did. The crooked, and the crooked dragon sword, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Nah, nah, she's out of there, bro. D. Smith, you don't even remember her. Nope. <laughs> Complete nope. jobber. Okay. With that she, cricket stick, I, I figured so. She made trials for NXT, and that was it. Mm. She was nah, at the audition. She was, she was whack, bro. She was horrible. <laughs> that was one of Deception's worst characters. Was, but we know, was, we know the worst one, but we, we'll get to him. Oh yeah, we yeah. All right. Oh, hold on, hold on, my bad, bro. I just want to back up here for a second. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Like I think Onaga was a good character, mm-hmm. but the build up to that character wasn't the same as it was for Shao Kahn. In front of Shao Kahn, you had to get through. You had to get through Motaro. You had to get through King Taro. You had to get through Shang Tsung. To get to one of the cheapest bosses in fighting game history, right? Right. On Deception, while Noob Smoke was cool for nostalgia, the buildup wasn't the same, bro. Mm-mm. You know what I mean, in that three D era, in that three D era, there was nothing that legitimately made you want to put your controller down and not want to play the game no more. Onaga was a very cool character. The story mode swerve between Damashi and Onaga being the same character were excellent, but it didn't feel like anything because, like, the story mode for Deception was ass. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to play. I remember renting that game from Blockbuster and stopping when they had to, when they tried to make you pull off every combo for every character to unlock oh, yeah. Jinko. That was ass. <laughs> like, I remember that. That shit was fucking garbage, bro. I got yeah. playing that because how do you do a combo 
in between each combo, you got to change to another fighting style. Press two buttons. Back. What? Man, come on. Bro. That was some bullshit. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Konami code. Yeah, bro. So with Onaga, it never felt like you had to earn it. They should have done more, and I hope we see him again because I want to see Onaga get those um, intro cinematics the same way they gave Darkseid and Brainiac those intro cinematics in Injustice 2, and then Ooh. they gave all of these characters those intro cinematics in Mortal Kombat 11. My bad, but Onaga nah, deserves better, bro. He That's deserves all. that. That'd be nice. I, if they could bring him back in 12 for a surprise. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Maybe Quan Chi can try to revive him to fight the Elder Gods or something. But yeah, I think he 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 definitely needs those intros. He needs he needs to come back for twelve at some point. My bad, bro. So who do we leave off on? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we got Dairo. Dairo. Oh man. Dairo. He's like the hairline. It's all like the hairline. Uh, they tried to put Jet Li in Mortal Kombat, essentially. It, it, it didn't work. He it had didn't... a cool <laughs> He was able to do cool shit with his moves, but he was bland. Yeah, bland yeah, as I mean, fuck. Shaolin <laughs> Monk. Okay, we got you. There's two. Uh, there's plenty other Shaolin Monks. It's, it's going to take more than you doing just this aesthetic style to set something off with them. 2% milk. Dang. Cold blood. Soul Calibur yep. create a character. Yep. Dang. Oh, I, I, that was, uh, I was going to say Soul Calibur. Yeah, man. Don't like, even mention Darius, dog. Don't do that. Dang. <laughs> oh, Tiger. man. One of his, his, alternate co- his alternate costume was Tiger Jackson from Tekken 3, man. Darius, 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 Darius. Mm-hmm. The man everyone thought Jax just got a new look. That's what Ed Boone was Damn. rocking with, bro. Ed Boone signed off on this guy having having the 70 shades with the afro <laughs> and the pork chop sideburns. Like, they really signed off on that, bro. Yep. My gosh, this guy is a fucking... He will, like, I don't even... You, he's one of those characters you don't even want to see return as a jobber because he's oh. just... That bad. It's just that bad, man. It's just so derivative of Yeah, let's just everything. pretend that it never happened. Let's pretend yeah. that it never happened. Who, Who now? I don't Have know. You... <laughs> 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 oh, man. Never heard of him. What were we talking about? <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, so we have... What the? Who's this? Kira? Oh, Kira? Nope. 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 That's the female the female Jarek. Oh god, nah. Jobber. She's out of there. We fucking Jobber. Jobber. I, I mean... already know who's next. Cobra, Jobber. <laughs> already knew who was next. Oh man, we gotta go in Cobra, man, because Ed Boom was in his feelings with this character, Fuck man. That guy, man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so why? The only question that I have is why. We are already why? We already have Johnny Cage, right? Right. So, what was the purpose? The Why? purpose was to put Ken in Mortal Kombat. That was the purpose. So, at, a, at a time when Mortal Kombat with its all time, was getting to its all-time lowest point, they decided to mock Street Fighter, when, which was on the rise. So, was that pettiness on the part 
of Ed Boon to make Ken Masters an irrelevant character in the Mortal Kombat universe? I think it was in good fun. I don't think there's any hostility towards doing that kind of thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Street Fighter, they do it too. They they parody King of Fighter characters in their roster. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Wait, wait, was, yeah. Such as? I mean, you know, Dan Hibiki and some other characters as well, I believe. I never, um, knew, I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They the, those those two have a little friendly SNK and Capcom have a little friendly little friendly fire going back and forth. But I, yeah, Cobra is just basically we let's do let's do the Karate Kid, but with Ken Masters and put him Mortal Kombat. So we ne- we thankfully never got a Ryu copy. We never got a Ryu clone. So man, fuck Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Complete jobber. Um. Oh shit. Ah, oh, fuck. Do we want to do this? Yeah. Shujinko. Oh boy. What do you think, man? Shujinko. Wasted potential. Yeah. I agree. This was a nice little twist for their little. Was it the? What's that mode called again? Conquest mode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I liked, I didn't mind that mode. I mean, it was different. It was them trying to expand and trying to do a kind of like an RPG open world with a fighting game, and you travel. The, I liked that. It was, it was, it wasn't the best, but it was basically world building for Mortal Kombat fans. Like, oh, I get to walk around the Outworld. Oh, I get to walk around in this they realm. Should have done more. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I have to say, Job Man, he can't. He should be mid card if they would have kept up with the quality with the character, but right, two grown. two things here, right? Uh huh. So I think that number one, Cole Young should have been Sujinko mm. in the Mortal Kombat mode. That's my hill for Mortal Kombat right there. There's no stepping down from that. Okay. One way or the other. They should have done something to where Cole Young was an orphan and his his real name before he was named Cole Young was Sunjinko Hanzo. Mm. Right? Right. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That just that makes too much sense. If he's a that should have been his name right there. Shunjinko Hanzo, adopted by an American family, blah mm-hmm. blah blah, whatever the fuck. Ancestor the Scorpion. This is why he's able to do that. Yes, we remember Shunjinko from the video games. Boom. There you go. This is our movie. Do y'all disagree with that at all? No, that that actually is pretty good. I, I didn't I didn't even realize it until you said that at the last minute. Yeah. He should have been Shunjinko from the jump. The other part of it is in the games, I think if they were going to try to make him the new guy, they should have never abandoned that. From Deception to Deadly Alliance, it should have carried over. Instead of it being in Deadly Alliance, you playing as like the son of two elder gods. What was his name in Deadly Alliance, bro? I don't even remember his name, man. Dagon? Or was he Tagon? That was Armageddon, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 
and Deadly Alliance. And were you playing as Dagon or Tagon? I, uh, they were in Deadly Alliance. That My should bad. be in Armageddon. My bad. In Armageddon. I'm sorry. In Armageddon. It was Dagon, right? Dagon and Tagon, yeah. So the better conquest mode that was like a discount version of, De- of God of War was in <laughs> Armageddon, but you didn't even get to play as Sunjinko. You played as a completely new character. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that means that they didn't even like Shunjinko. Shunjinko is a jobber that could have been made card. Yeah, could've I agree. But and he's a jobber. He's a jobber. And this is during that era where Liu Kang is dead. They're trying to find some kind of character to stick to become that new champion, golden boy type hero. And none of them worked. None nope. of them worked. Nope, not at all. Nope. So they just avoided that. You know, it was a smart decision in 10 just to put the belt on Johnny Cage, put it on Cassie Cage. Don't even try to have the Shaolin type, another Shaolin type to rise up to the occasion. So they tried it for three games. It didn't work. I agree. Yeah. So how do you feel, D. Smith? I would agree as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Shunjinko was a jobber. Yeah. They could have done a lot more with, but for one, by having him having moves that other characters had, that was a bad start. And by not committing to him, that was a bad start. And by not expanding that character in the Mortal Kombat movies, which was definitely a layup, that was another bad start. Shunjinko should have been mid-card at the minimum. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we only got one character left. We did all the new characters, and we pretty much reviewed all the returning characters from the past, except for one. Mm-hmm. That is Sindel. Ooh, man, this was a bad bitch, man. Oh, Sindel, shit. Sindel, dude. Oh, shit. She almost shit. took over Mortal Kombat 9 by herself. She did. She did. She was a problem. Yo, Sindel is a problem. Like, anytime she shows up, the hero's Man. just like, fuck. Business just picked up, in the words of JR. All right, what you, how you calling it, bro? I gotta say, she's main event. Man. I gotta say, Sindel's a main I event, so. man. I know it's only three games. Was it four games? We got three. Oh, I think four. Right. Three, Deception, Armageddon, nine, and then 11. So f- that's five. five. Five games out of 12, if you want to count. Was she in Mortal Kombat versus DC? I don't think she oh, was. No, 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 she wasn't. She wasn't. Okay, so five games. Five games total. That's a that's, that's decent amount. And then the connection with, with Katana and being the Danian queen and... Her power set, her th- man, her relationship man. with Shao Kahn, like bro, the heel like, baby face thing that mm. can go either way. Yeah, bro, she's a main eventer. Yeah, yeah, she's a, she's a main eventer, man. Sindel is a cold motherfucker right there, man. Like I remember playing Mortal Kombat Nine and getting to that cutscene, and it was like, damn, she really just took out half of the roster. Right here, like, bro, why does she do Jade like that? Like, damn. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, right. She pretty much is the reason why Mortal Kombat 10-11 went the way it was. Bro, bro, like who, somebody, I don't remember everybody she clapped in that cutscene. All I know is Stryker was out of there. Yep. Jay got done the dirtiest, I think, in my opinion. It was either between her and Kitana. They got done like the most foul, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, but she had to. That was her daughter, essentially, yeah. you know? She did her daughter the so, worst. Bro, somebody got their throat ripped out. Somebody caught like a high heel, six inch heel to the neck. <laughs> oh man. Like, bro, she wasn't taking no like Nightwing. Nightwing had to just be like, you know what, man? Fuck this, man. This bitch doing way too much right now. She doing <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> oh shit, she doing too much right now, bro. I gotta, I gotta go ahead and call on to the ancestors and go back home to get her up out of here, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. She she was she was cold hearted, and then her return in eleven was really nice too. So. Main, I got event? main event, main event. I don't know who you compare her to as a, as a, as a as a wrestler. Me, um, she's just wrecking everybody, man. So she's a main event. I don't, I can't see. She was probably mid card before nine, and then nine man. put her nine put her on the table, man. So so I'm pulling this up here, right? Uh huh. This is our body count here, Cabal. Mm. Striker, <laughs> Jax. Oh Sub- shit, that's right. She did the Jax. Sub Zero. Ooh. Uh, let's see who else here. Smoke. Sonya Blade got knocked out. Mm. Caught a two piece. Katana. Mm. Jay got her fucking like guts ripped out, and then Katana, from what I'm looking at here, caught a three piece. Followed by another three piece. <laughs> oh man! Followed by a speech, and then her soul being removed from her body, bro. God damn! Hey, Dude. what are we talking about here? Maybe <laughs> that was the signature moment of the Mortal Kombat Nine story mode, dog. Like she's got the look. The, the the hair that can basically like the Medusa type hair from, Mar- from yeah, Marvel, yeah. Mm-hmm. the scream where the fuck your mm-hmm. skin comes off your damn body from her scream. She could float in the air and blow fireball like kisses to you. Like what the fuck, man? Like yeah, that's too much to deal with right there, man. Yep. <laughs> like nope. <that's- laughs> like the father from Friday. Nope. Nope. If they wanted to make her. Assault boss for any Mortal Kombat game, they could do it, man. They could have done it. Easy. Mm-hmm. Main eventer, main eventer. So that's that ends deception. Like, there's one more game for this 3D era that we mm. got to go through, and that's gonna have to be Armageddon. So, God, well, you know, Armageddon was like the Mortal Kombat trilogy of all the. Mortal Kombat characters. I remember I pre-ordered the damn thing. That intro was fucking nuts. Amazing. Amazing. Nuts, man. Amazing. Almost worth the price of admission because the game itself was not that good, but 
that shit was crazy, man. Um, so damn, who was the new characters for this shit? Uh, do, do you want to do Blaze? Man, fuck Blaze. Man, he looked like a typical just lava guy. Well, hold on, my bad, bro. Can we can we talk about the intro? Okay, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We're going in for intro. Go ahead, man. Uh, man. Like, bro, the intro to Mortal Kombat. I still get like chills looking at that. I've watched that video on YouTube at least twenty times, man. The music, the the opening stampede to where they're running into mm-hmm. each other. Fucking uh, Lee May getting speared within seconds of them colliding with each other. Yep. <laughs> Sub Zero and Scorpion saying, "Fuck this, man. This is this the last time we gonna get this fade in. Let's get this in." You know what I'm saying? Shao Kahn getting taken by Onaga. Yep. Striker decking whoever he decked. It was Molina. He decked Molina uh, yeah, in the face. Uh, yeah, at the beginning. Uh... Oh man! Um, Shang Tsung had to turn around and see Zombie Liu Kang. Like, there's nothing better than that, man. Like, that's that's. I put that up there with the Tekken Two cinematic for oh, best mm, opening cut scenes mm. I've ever seen. Like, and then I love that Mortal Kombat X played off on that and just showed you that everybody fucking died. But anyway, yeah. That opening cinematic was fire, bro. Yeah, There's so much more they could have done with Armageddon. So, let me ask you this before you get into the characters. How y'all brothers feeling right now? How y'all feeling, man? Pretty good. (laughs) Oh, so that shit's kicking in, huh? (laughs) It's getting there. It's getting there. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shit. I thought so. I was thinking, like, you know what? I think they're just kicking in by now. Yeah, mm-hmm. how you feeling, bro? Uh, I'm good, man. I, I, I'm I'm done, man. The second pineapple anymore after that, I'll, I'll be KO'd, bro. So, All right, cool, I'm good. cool. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming out of being drunk right now, too, man. I'm, it might be <laughs> it's gonna be time to hit some water and yep. order some pizza here in a minute. But anyway, um, with that being said, so like I said, my question here, man, with, with Mortal Kombat Armageddon, the opening cinematic is really what makes that game everything that it is, man. Mm-hmm. Do you think, do y'all think between, if you could have had it one way or the other one, so let's say you get a cut roster, right? Before we get into these characters, you cut the roster and focus more on the story or you give us every character but you go light on the story and you go light on the personalized fatality. If you had the choice, which would y'all do? See, I'd cut the, the roster, story. man. I give me the story, cut the roster, mm-hmm. keep the intro, and get rid of the damn customized <laughs> fatalities because that shit was a flop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many characters we talking? We're cutting sixty four down to how many? Even half is fine. Thirty. Let's say thirty-two or thirty-two. 30. Cut thirty-two. Okay. Half half the sub boss characters. Half mm-hmm. like try just even it up. Give me the best of the ninjas, best of special forces, mm-hmm. best of the sub bosses, and then call it a day. 
Maybe give me the best of the best. Had a few new characters. Too. I think you gotta cut it below twenty, man. If you're gonna do that. Mm. Oh, okay, Tw- uh, twenty-five then. Yeah. Okay. I I can see like twenty-five, twenty-five. I mean, yeah, twenty-five would probably be best. Just if you want the best of the best and have everyone three styles and have pretty much story, but the gameplay was just bad, man. Everything was stiff. It was like the gameplay was getting worse for MK every game that came out. For real, for real, mm-hmm. the fighting side, it was stiff and very choppy and blocky and slow. It was. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any saving that they needed. They needed. They needed that time to get back in a bag with nine, and Armageddon and Mortal Kombat versus DC were pretty much like the two last bits of sacrifice for them to get back on their feet. So I don't think, yeah. But you know what? I agree with you on that. This is what I'm gonna say here, right? So fantasy booking. Oh man, are we doing this now? Or we want to do it? it Let's do it. Fantasy booking Mortal Kombat Armageddon. This is what I would say here, right? On the on the on the heel side, we'll go eight characters. Shao Kahn, Shinnok, Shang Tsung, Noob Cybot, mm-hmm. Kano, Quan Chi, Goro, Sindel. Sindel. <laughs> <laughs> that eight filled up real quick, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Oh shit, that eight filled up quick, bro. Damn. <laughs> and that's it, right? That's it. That's eight. No and okay, and, and that's on the heel side, but we're not making any of them final bosses, right? Right. Okay. Alright, those are eight bad guys. Okay, our eight good guys. Raiden. Mm-hmm. Lu Kang. Okay. Sub Zero, Scorpion, Johnny Cage. We got three more. Sonya, Jax, <laughs> Katana, Jax. That's eight. Whoa, whoa. Are you right. sure? Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Raiden, hold on. Raiden, Luke Kane, yep. Scorpion, mm-hmm. Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cage, mm-hmm. Jack, Sonya, Katana. That I mean, that's, that's eight. That's eight. Are, sure? are you sure for the end of the first era of Mortal Kombat? That's your eight. No uh, Nightwolf. Yes. No, 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 no Nightwolf. No Kalal. No Kalal. Oh, no. No Cy, no no Cyrax, and those are the eight right there. Mm, I would. Oh, oh, I mean, damn. <laughs> Nightwolf. Wolf is the hard one to let go in Quan Chi. No, Nightwolf is Nightwolf. Substitute substitute somebody for Nightwolf, right? Uh, uh, I want to have the two female characters in there at least. You said Cinderella. Mm-hmm. In there for the good guy? Sendell was for a bad guy. Oh, okay. All right. I've got Katana and Sonya. Yeah, those two. Those two. Keep them. Kalau. I, I, mm, 
I want to put Cologne there, but I do it. You gonna give up Johnny Cage or Jax? Like I'm writing this down right now. Oh fuck, man! I'm writing this down. I got a, I got a piece of paper right uh-huh. now. Jax is the only one I can think of to replace. I don't want to give up Jax, bro. Yeah, you I don't. know that's a hard one. You don't? Jax or Kunlao? I mean, uh, <laughs> oh man, this is fucking hard, man. I, you know what? I'm gonna stick with. It. I'm just fucking. That's that's what I did at uh, the top of my head. So that's where my mind's at, man. I, I'm gonna right, just so have to stick hold, with. It. Hold, hold, hold up, hold up. So hold on. So Raiden, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Katana, mm-hmm. Sonya, Sonya. Sub Zero, Sub Zero, yeah. Scorpion, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Jax, all right. Sonya. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, we already done ran out of spots here, bro. We already yeah. no. Wait, wait a minute. We had eight. We had Raiden, Luke yeah, Kane. yeah. We have one more. Yeah, Raiden, Luke Kane, mm-hmm. Johnny Cage, mm-hmm. Scorpion, Sub Zero, Jax. Sonya Katana. And, and and that's it right there. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Okay, and then on the heel side, what did we say? You had yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Shao Kahn. <laughs> Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Goro. Goro. See, this is getting good. <laughs> Quan Chi, right? Yeah, Quan Chi. Oh, man. Somebody's That's getting four. canceled out here. Somebody's getting canceled That's out. Four. I'm already seeing this. Mm-hmm. No, you got the eight for the villains? Nope. That's four. No, no, no. We're, we're at four. Quan Chi, Goro, Shao Kahn. That's four. I don't even Shang remember. Sun. You had Shang Tsung, Sindel. <laughs> Dude. And this is for the end of the original Mortal Kombat era. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bro, you had the eight. You had the eight already. What was the eight? The thing is, bro, I don't remember. I don't remember, dog. My bad. Uh, that works to me because I actually took. I, I looked away for a second, and I, and I even I don't even remember. Bro, uh, Shao Kahn, Shang Tsung, Quan Chi, Goro, Sindel. Okay. Noob Saibot, Kano. Yep. Who was the eighth? Noob, <laughs> Kano. This is getting nasty right here, bro. All right, Kano, who else, bro? It, was, was it Melina? There we go, Melina. Melina. That makes eight. And I don't know if we said Melina the first time, but that's uh, no, 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 no. Maybe Shinnok, but fuck it. We'll take Melina nah, instead. I mean, look, we can't have Quarren Chi, Shang Tsung, and Shinnok. Somebody, someone's gonna go make the cut. Unless, right. unless you think Noob Cybot has to be there. Nah, the we'll put we'll put Noob. Program. We'll put Noob in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's we'll eight. eight. That's eight, eight. on side, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna go into the category. That's eight characters that you get in the roster. Shao Kahn is gonna be. And he's not the final boss, correct? He's just a ca- playable character in the last Mortal Kombat. Oh, right. GP, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. This turned out more interesting than 
than Jobber, Mid Carter. <laughs> My bad, Donovan. My bad. Fantasy booking, Mortal Kombat. Let's do it, man. All right, I'm looking at this here. So these are your playable characters, right? Right. So now, let's get into your secret characters here for a second, right? Mm-hmm. So your secret characters. You, let's say we'll get four secret characters that you get just randomly playing through your campaign mode or whatever. Who we got? No, are these new characters or old characters? You call it. Okay, Nightwolf. You want two heels, oh, two heels, two baby faces. Oh, we okay. Nightwolf Night definitely Wolf. deserves to be in there. Secret oh, boss. Shit. Damn. And Nightwolf is bringing some smoke, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. Nightwolf is unlockable. Mm-hmm. All right. So it'll be ten total. So two two unlockable heels, two lockable baby faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. that'll be cool. We'll get fatalities and story mode endings once you unlock them. All right. Yeah, All yeah, right. I like Bad. that. I like that. It'll All be right. Nightwolf Night and Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Oh man, see that mm-hmm. dries it up on the baby face side, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn, Nightwolf and Kung Lao. All right. Mm-hmm. Heel side. Baraka. Oh, Baraka! Come on, man. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's 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 have really Baraka have a discussion. Uh, you know, I mean, he's in Mortal Kombat too, man. He's 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 uh, uh, he, yeah, he a OG, but he OG. You know I mean, he a good OG. Uh, all right, all right, character, bro. If we got Molina uh-huh. as part of our original heel side. Right. Our cotton bloodline is kind of covered. Mm-hmm. Are we putting Baraka on the heel side over Smoke, Jade, Reptile? Let me put. We'll put Sector. 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 Oh. We'll do Sector. <laughs> we'll do Sector. A, uh, we put the Cyber okay. Initiative in there. Oh, okay. We'll put Sector. Sector is a heel. Definitely yep. a heel. Sector. Oh, shit. Okay. We got one more for for secret characters. Sector. Who's our next heel, bro? It's not Chameleon. Mm-mm. Hell no. Cabal? Nah. I, 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 I think Cabal, if we no. can't find anybody else. Well, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Let's think about this. Let's think about this. Um, what what bad, what what bad guys in Mortal Kombat would you think are worthy of being a secret character to wrap up that era? Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Um, we we got new Cybot already on the list, right? Yes, Noob Cybot okay. is already there. I'm thinking Reptile. Yeah, but well, reptile is so. I just bad, put man. sector in there. Fuck. All right. I'll. You know what? I know. I want reptile too, but it's like he has. You know, you got he, the three. He, yeah, you, he, he is the original secret. You, so need, I, I guess you, you need scorpion, sub zero, and reptile at least. You need. You need oh. no rain, no ormac. Get get the get oh. the third man. Get the no third. Rain? No rain, no Ormac. Nah, put reptile in there instead of him. 
So reptile. Reptile. So reptile. So this is my question here, bro. So reptile and sector are both gonna get two fatalities and a character ending in the very last Mortal Kombat game before a reboot. And we're okay with that. We can sleep at night with that. I, I can be yeah. fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Because uh, nobody for not Raiko, not Jarek. <laughs> uh, nobody from 5, Suhao, or none of them. Like, Deception. Man. Uh, All right, cause to be fair, I mean, throughout your story mode in that game that we're fantasy booking, there are characters that you're going to see that aren't playable. Because, true, true, you know, true. Ed Boon and them have done that. So, right. quick quick, quick rundown here. On the face side, we got Raiden, Kung Lao, Johnny Cage, Katana, Sonya, Sub-Zero, Scorpion. Y'all are okay with that on the baby face side, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On, on the heel side, we got Shao Kahn, Shang Tsung, Goro, Quan Chi, Sendel, Noob, Kano, Molina. Yep. Yeah. That's squad right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our secret unlockable characters, four. That's all. We're not going six, right? We're going to keep right, it at right. four. Keep it up. Right. Right. Two, two, keep it two piece. So it'd be ten, got, 10 heels, 10 baby faces. We got Nightwolf, Kung Lao, Sector, Reptile. All right? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our final boss. <laughs> our final mm-hmm. boss for Onaga. the last Mortal Kombat game is going to be Onaga. I'm going to give it to Onaga. 3D era to cap it off. Cap it off with the Dragon King, Onaga. Dragon King. Sorry, Shinnok. You agree with that, D. Smith? I do. And we're not gonna make Onaga. Oh my bad, Shinnok, a playable character, right? Nah, pass. No. He could be now, in the cutscenes. Now, my question for you, though, right? Just to make this kind of interesting, Shinnok's not a playable character, but in the campaign mode, can you at least fight against him and get your ass whooped a couple times? Yeah, they did that. I think uh, Ten had rain in it, but he was unplayable for a fight. Right. So right. yeah, totally. They can totally do that. So Shinnok is that character. You might fight him as like a mirror match where he 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 fights against you for one round using your moves, and then the next round uses his own. Moves. Yep, right? something like that. Yep, you, that at least least to, you at least need to make Shinnok interesting enough to think, damn, why they didn't make him playable. You know what I mean? And give him one fatality. <laughs> one fatality that he only uses when he gets a flawless victory against you, right? Right. Something like that. Yeah. Or a final, you know, fi- like if it goes down to the wire, he'll use the fatality okay. on you. So we keep the opening cinematic for MK Armageddon. But that's our playable roster right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't know if I can... That's crazy, bro. But that's fire. Damn. And that that that's how it is until we reboot it, and then when we reboot it, do we go with a new roster, or you know how do we reboot Mortal Kombat? So you're saying, well, how will we do number nine? Like, say for you saying if Armageddon was the final one, like if we treated Armageddon like nine kind of was, mm-hmm. how would we reboot it? Hmm. 
So so is that when we come back with um is that when we come back with your with your smokes, cyber smoke, Cyrax, uh Cassie Cage? Is that when we come back with those kind of guys? I think Damn. so. Yeah, so you would essentially Yeah, so it's well whatever okay. happens in, in Armageddon would be there would be no reboot. Like whoever dies right and then mm-hmm. because nine they went through time and and they changed some things so yeah raiden Ra- raiden saw saw the future and uh and uh uh decide, decided to uh to fix everything side note that was a great way let's get it all right, so we're just basically a month removed from WrestleMania of 2022 in Dallas, Texas. We just had the Elimination Chamber in the Middle East. We saw what happened at the Royal Rumble. Ooh. So I guess my guess my guess is what is your statement right now towards the WWE product as of February 26, 2022 and heading into WrestleMania, man? Man, love you, dog. Oh, man. I went out on my way on a work night to watch the Royal Rumble and Mm -hmm. was disappointed every bit as I expected to be disappointed, right? Right. What I'm going to say is that on a daily basis, I don't... All right, on a weekly basis, I don't watch wrestling. I don't watch Monday Night Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. I listen to some of the YouTube clips. I listen to the Solomonster sounds off on a weekly basis because, in my opinion, that's the best wrestling podcast out there. Overall, I think that the plan to make Roman Reigns into the biggest star in that company is working. I have no complaint. If Uh Roman Reigns pins every opponent that he faces in a clean fashion, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Because... At the end of the day, one year from now, he's going to be the good guy. One year from now, he'll be the biggest baby face in the company. I'm okay with that because the crowd shitted on this guy for five years after the Shield broke up and they tried to make him into the new John Cena, right? Right. So he's earned it. Absolutely. If Brock Lesnar, who is probably the most legitimate character they have on all of their programming is the guy that they need to get Roman Reigns to be the legitimate guy I'm okay with that because what the fuck bro like I mean it's not a secret that (laughs) I'm not gonna say what I was about to say but it's not a secret that there's nobody in that company that has that same kind of credibility you know Orion mm-hmm. might have different feelings about that. Brandon might have different feelings about that. But it's true. If WrestleMania happens in April and Roman Reigns pins Brock Lesnar in a clean fashion in order to be the top guy in that company, I am okay with that because at the minimum, they've committed to that being the plan. When guys like CM Punk were champion. They didn't commit to that, right? True. Very true. Yeah. You know, but on the, flip side, on the flip side to that, 
I'd be lying to you if I didn't feel the way about Bobby Lashley just getting fucked out of a pen over Brock Lesnar and then a month later losing that belt. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't feel a way about that. Just in time for Black History Month. Bobby like, for one point well, less than a month, right? Like three weeks. On, bro. Three weeks. Like, how do you justify how do you justify that? How do you explain that and tell that story in a way to where it makes sense? How do you do that? It doesn't. The only way it would make sense is that you just wanted a surprise for day one, which was a shit pay-per-view anyway. And <laughs> you try to make headline news out of it, and you did. And then now, I mean, of course, Raw, Raw's pretty much in the tanks. It's in the, it's in, you know, Raw, Raw is Raw, right? So they, I can understand wanting to, uh, someone to hold the title to try to get ratings up or try to have some kind of uh, it factor to keep that show going, right? But it's just the manner of how they do it is really awful in the terms of protecting Bobby Lashley. The hype for this match, we wanted a good match. These were two legitimate guys. Hell, they even promoted it like a damn UFC fight. It wasn't even, like, you know what I'm saying? Like interviews and... The background of Bobby doing his wrestling career and doing amateur wrestling in the military and man of service and training and all this stuff only for it to go down the way it did at the Royal Rumble was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, it was <laughs> it, it was so, like, absurd. You didn't even know Bobby was heel or babyface. You didn't know who was what. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't really play up to that as well so when you have literally the most legit guy who can take down brock lesnar pound for pound Mm -hmm. and he goes out like that what does that tell you about what they think about the rest of that roster you know like this is your most authentic wrestler to go hand in hand against brock lesnar and you basically botched the match you botched the match, you botched the lineup, and everyone was pretty much being served for the main event at WrestleMania. Everybody in the WWE yep. roster is being sacrificed for one storyline. Regardless yep. of how much it makes sense, regardless of how much the wrestler feels, no matter how much the person gets buried and how much damage is taken to them in their stock, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to you're going to have to sell, 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 sell for oh, Bobby, for Brock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. To, but, everyone's getting served up to platter. Everybody. But, but, bro, my thing is, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not going to say that I'm not. Like, I'm going to be a fan of professional wrestling for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My granddaddy, my granddaddy was born and raised in Mississippi. My granddaddy. Mm. My granddaddy was a fan of NWA, WCW, and then became a fan of WWE. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, my brother's favorite wrestler was Bret Hart, but whatever the fuck. We're not going to get into that right now. The only thing that I'm going to say is that I will forever be more interested in the business of professional wrestling than I will be in the product that actually gets put out. The only reason I watched those two pay-per-views is because they were free due to my internet service provider. But 
With all that being said, what the fuck is the point, bro? <laughs> D Smith, point, uh, D Smith, D Smith ain't said a fucking word. Nope, he hasn't <laughs> throughout this entire segment of this particular episode because he's not interested in professional fucking wrestling. Because your casual fan that hasn't been a fan of this since whenever has no reason to be a fan of this, bro. When I Delaney read on. articles online and I see that Stone Cold is rumored to be coming back at WrestleMania. Ah. What the fuck are we talking about, dog? Why? Oh, what man. Okay. I think I got the scoop for that. Okay. I think I think speculation only, right? So, mm-hmm. we know that WWE goes to the Middle East for their events over there, right? We, mm-hmm. know, we now know that they make more money going overseas and doing that than WrestleMania. They do. They make more money. Supposedly, the stats, whatever, make more money going over to Saudi Arabia two, three times a year and make more money doing that than doing WrestleMania, the biggest show in the States. So, the appetizer, right? People think, oh, well, WWE needs a draw. They need somebody to get seats sold for WrestleMania because they're like, I don't know, 40, 50% a month out for both nights. So, you know, Dallas, Texas, Stone Cold, yeah, that'll fill seats in, right? Here's the thing. I heard, I fucking heard the speculation that the Saudi Arabian government wants to pay Stone Cold eh, 30 to 50 million to wrestle for two matches a year. 30 to 50 mil for matches a year. That's how bad they want retro and nostalgia acts when they, WWE goes over. Drop so. The bag. It's all about the bag, right? So the WrestleMania match coming up, supposedly with Kevin Owens, is an appetizer. It's sort of a test to see if Stone Cold can actually do it and see if he can be comfortable with doing it. Because thirty to fifty million for two matches is pretty much like peak Stone Cold profit in his prime for three years, not one, oh, three years. Uh- <laughs> Oh, man. Here's a catch. Here's a catch, right? <laughs> they want him going against Goldberg. Nah, nah, nah. I'm a, let, right, before, before you even get there, all this right, is all, all right. I'm going to say here, bro. All I right. looked at some YouTube clips here. I didn't grow up with Hulk Hogan just like you didn't. All I'm going to say here, man, is there's nobody that ever got the crowd reaction that Stone Cold Steve Austin got on a Monday Night Raw. At any arena, at any arena throughout the whole 50 states, right? Right, right. The yep. Rock, the Rock is the only guy that was ever competition and that ever came close to surpassing that, that I ever saw on a random Monday night, bro. If Stone Cold Steve Austin is really coming back at 57 years old to wrestle a guy on the WWE roster just to get, you know what I'm saying, increased viewership on the streaming app, mm-hmm. it's really time to reevaluate what we're doing in that company, bro. That's <laughs> I don't know what else we got to say about wrestling for tonight, but uh, that's my take on that, my, my brother. That's my take on that. You, know you think, mean? man, it just seems like somehow, some way, 
Vince and them find ways to make money. Despite the quality of the damn matches, despite the quality of the storylines, despite the quality of the booking, these are business-minded individuals who've been in the field for God knows how long. And somehow, someway, they keep catching the bag. They keep finding the bag. They keep getting... So, until... I don't know, man. I don't. I, I'm not really hopeful for any kind of big change. I'm not really hopeful for, for any kind of momentum shift for quality because the product is what it is right now. And as long as they keep getting profits, however they're getting profits, however they're getting the bag, they're going to keep on doing it. And they're not really going to... There is no going back for wrestling, man. It, it's going to just... For WWE. I don't know about wrestling. For WWE, it's just... It is what it is, and it's almost like you either take it or leave it. But at some point, we know someone's going to take it, and so, the so bag may not be what it was 20 years ago, but it's still a bag now. I don't know. So get down or lay down. Get down or lay down. Go watch AEW or or New Japan, and, or it's us. You know what I mean? So... That's, I mean, that's all I got to say about the wrestling too. I don't know if Stone Cold's going to risk his life against Goldberg for thirty to fifty million, supposedly. <laughs> I mean, if you think, if you think about it, all you got to do is just stay go breathing after that, man. You, you're good. You go out there and let Goldberg drop you on your head. <laughs> I mean. I mean, if you maybe if you make it a hardcore match, I don't know, some chair shots, some kendo sticks. I don't know, man. How do you prolong that shit so you can safely get through the match? But I mean, if you get through it, that's 30 mil right there. 30 mil on all right completion. You walk back to the gorilla position and you're good to go, man. So I don't know. I mean, Stone Cold, I'm pretty Stone Cold's not hungry for money. I'm pretty sure he's being paid very well right now for everything that he's done in his career, but it is, I mean, money talks. Money does talk. If you're saying two matches a year for 30 to 50 mil and one of them's got to be Goldberg, even, you know, that's, that's. I mean, hey, that's, that's potentially a lottery. That's high risk, high reward, you know? High risk, man, high reward. I just, I just hope it doesn't happen, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I, I, I don't. I, that's not entertainment for me. I'm slightly interested in in professional wrestling, but I mean, like my interest in battle rap has kind of overtaken my interest in pro wrestling because it's basically the same damn thing. But yeah. I mean, this is a short and brief conversation, <laughs> but shit is all fucked up, man. But what yeah. I will say, what I will say is this here, man, like. We had a conversation about Black History Month a little bit earlier this month. Yep, here. we did. And I think it is shameful on the part of that company to really have the balls to air a segment on their YouTube channel featuring Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston, and Big E highlighting the importance of black WWE champions after, come on, bro, like, what are we talking about here, dog? Stop the cap. cap. Like, Capamania is running wild, brother. Capamania is running fucking wild, dog. And that's bullshit to me, man. Literally, it's like a spin the face. All three got demolished by Brock. All three. 
recently. Well, not recently, but yeah, yeah, less than like what six years, all within a span of like six years. And to the me, title runs ended with, with Brock. Yeah, man. To me, that's 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 to me that's bullshit because I, I don't I don't even know what to say about that, man. Other than it just looks like okay, well, it is February, so mm-hmm. let's let's go ahead and put these three guys on camera holding the belts to make us look like a company that's actually invested in, in, in a certain fan base. Like, nah man. I'm not on board with that. I can't I can't really rock mm-hmm. with that. They would have been better off not even putting that conversation or interview out because I didn't watch it. And I don't plan on watching it, but Same. that just looks like cap to me. It it just looks like we're doing this because it's February, but you're gonna put that out in the last week of February after an event that happens where your champion loses the belt. Okay. Hmm. Noted. On <laughs> to the next one. Okay. Well Yep. Who else do they have on the roster? Who who else do they have on the roster that I might think they're gonna potentially push, right? Mm. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those situations we talked about. Just we'd rather you not do anything at all and be genuine about that than try to force something. That might have been for the stockholders. I don't know. PR piece. <laughs> all that yeah, shit. I man. Agree. I Hashtag agree. don't sell it. <laughs> all right, I man. Agree. Let's get into these rankings. Let's get into these rankings. Wrap that shit up, bro. Smith, where you at, brother? Let's get into these rankings, man. December 7th, night. And a question of psychopath. The Orbi has nothing to fear. Kurina. Maronian hit. Passions. Stonia. Azaruta Ervatsunhingi. There's an exchange of. Arrived at the. Our husbands and wives. Daddy. What? You get some. Y otros en mi mejor amigo. Este domingo solo por Univision. Must covering five and there. Leading up to this. Go ahead, man. It really feels like we've been leading up to this for two years, man. And I think when I say blood, sweat, and tweets, when this movie comes out, I don't know. I don't know what to expect anymore as far as the reception. I have no clue. I'm all over the place. I could see a scenario where everybody hates it Mm -hmm. and completely disregards it. I can see a scenario where people think this is refreshing and this is what we needed. I can see a scenario where people are saying this is the best Batman ever. I have no idea what to expect out of this anymore, man. But I'm looking forward to being able to enjoy it. 
Yeah, same here. Same here. I, 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 I have no idea how people are going to respond to this. I still think people... I I don't know, man. It's going to be very intriguing about the box office and the reception. Well, no Monday, because I believe the early screenings are on Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, March 1st. Oh, okay. I thought it had already happened. I heard some stories about um, mm. uh, IMAX screenings early. Oh, maybe I got the dates confused. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what I was talking about. The little IMAX early screenings that fans could have signed mm-hmm. up for on the, the website or whatever. So, I don't know, man. Three hours. They got three hours to tell their story. Yeah. Three hours to, to, to make something compelling and, and, and give the fans something to talk about for the next one. But like you said, ever since Justice League... You know, we knew this was coming. Yep. <laughs> we knew Ben mm-hmm. Affleck was so, not. We knew this shit's been in the works, man. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and, and the interesting part about it is that, oh, man, I'm expecting to enjoy this movie just based off of the fact that this is going to be a different kind of Batman, which is what we needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm... Again, I don't want to put too many high expectations on this, but I just have a feeling they're going to make their money on this movie. That's a given. The money's already mm. in the bank. Yep. Will it will it cross that threshold of a billion dollars or whatever? I don't know. I can't predict that. But they're going to make whatever they spent on it. That's a given. The the interesting part to me is are we ready to accept the fact that Bruce Wayne slash Batman is someone that we should not be rooting for. Are we ready to accept that? Are we ready to accept the fact that this is a character who through circumstances is somebody we should be rooting for? Are we ready for that? Because I don't think people are ready for that conversation. But I feel like this is going to be the first movie that addresses the fact that Bruce Wayne slash Batman is not really the good guy in these stories here. He's the good guy because he's better than the bad guys, but not because he's somebody that you should like. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are going to, a lot of people are going to self-insert, you know, you look up to heroes and, Yep. It's a fantasy, so whenever the good guy wins, it's like, oh, I'm winning. So when well, fuck yeah. that, fuck yeah. that, bro. Before, before, <laughs> before, we close, before we close this out, let's take a dive on this real quick, right? right? Let's just take a quick deep dive on this here, and and you know what? We we've had some serious convos, but me as a 30 year old black man in this in in this world that we're living in day to day. I should never be rooting for a young Caucasian billionaire who is using the wealth that he has to inflict justice that already doesn't swing in my favor, right? I shouldn't, oh. be, rooting. I shouldn't be rooting for that guy, right? No. Man. <laughs> I shouldn't. There's no reason why I should be rooting <laughs> for that guy to be conducting his own version of vigilante street justice when the police might not even be looking out for me on a regular situation, let alone if I got an eighth in my pocket, right? 
I'm just double checking, making sure I'm crossing yeah. my T's and dotting my I's, right? Oh man, coming up with that heat, man. Coming up with right. that heat. However, because this motherfucker is gonna be in this movie basically as the stuntman version of Batman, right? Of course this guy has a bulletproof vest on and can absorb automatic machine gun fire at close range. Of course, this motherfucker, when he catches you, is hitting you with them Brian Fury uppercuts, right? Of course, right? Right, right. Of course, the Batmobile, instead of being this sleek, um, efficient, high-quality vehicle that probably burns fuel-efficient like Christian Bales did, that turned into the motorcycle, you know that was an eco-friendly Batmobile. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no denying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, of course, of course, this new version of Batman has the muscle car version of the Batmobile because getting to the criminals and whooping ass is more important than being eco-friendly. You know what I mean? Right. He already <laughs> donated. He already donated three million dollars. Taxpayers' money. Mm-hmm. He already donated three million dollars a year to your favorite environmental mm-hmm. charity. You know what I mean to reduce the carbon footprint. So why not? Why not supercharge the Batmobile to chase down the guy that's selling coke out in South Gotham? Why not? Because when I catch that ass, you know what I mean, it's going Ooh. down. <laughs> that shit's going on Instagram, and I'm checking the comment section word like so i i i am looking forward to seeing that version of batman because i think that's the version that we should be seeing we should not be getting a version of batman that's a good person because you can't be a good person in this day and age and be a vigilante it doesn't work that way bro well go ahead bro well we're seeing a little bit of hints of that in the trailer where he just beating the guy senselessly and all you see is his fist keep going into him or when he electroshocks one of the guys to a pole and and i'm okay with that for this movie because it, it just can't we can't have it that way bro i said this before when we talked to um uh my man from the mad nucleus podcast and uh, i'm getting justimus prime yeah yeah and i apologize to y'all if i'm getting long with it I probably we're not gonna be able to out charm Michael Keaton. We're not gonna out noble Christian Bale, and we're not gonna out edge Ben Affleck. So we need something different. We need a Batman who is indifferent. We need Mm -hmm. a Batman that makes us a little bit uncomfortable in what it is that he's doing. And my expectation is that we're going to get that. The only thing I'm wondering is if the audience is going to receive it in a way to where they're aware that this is what you're supposed to be getting. You're not supposed to be comfortable with that. If Batman is real in 2022, again, I said this when we was on the line with Frank Donovan, and I apologize if I'm repeating myself. Go ahead, man. If Bruce Wayne is a real person, on Twitter, this is a guy that's going to have like 2 million followers and he's only going to follow like 5 accounts. (laughs) (laughs) The 5 accounts that he's going to follow are going to be Alfred Pennyworth's fake Twitter account. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Alfred Pennyworth 
Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Wayne Enterprises, and and who's the fifth account that he's gonna follow? Some random person that just happens to have Bruce Wayne as a follower. Some random account, like maybe like fashion or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But in real life, that's what it's gonna be. And then Batman is gonna be a hashtag on Twitter, and people are gonna be constantly posting videos of him whooping ass out on the street. And even when we find out that Bruce Wayne is actually Batman, nobody's gonna give a fuck. <laughs> Nobody would give a fuck if you knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Nobody would care. Yeah. Police wouldn't even arrest this fucking guy. You <laughs> know what I mean? But that's my thoughts on the Batman. Long story short, I need to see this movie. I need to see it, bro. Yeah. I, I need you. to I need to see this movie. And I'm kind of looking forward to this more than I'm looking forward to any movie that's coming out this year, bro. Because mm. I don't think that there's anything else that's going to come out this year that needs to be received the way that that needs to be received. Watching this movie on streaming or bootleg or anything like that would feel like a travesty, in my opinion. This is the kind of movie that has to be consumed in theaters, bro. It has to. You only get to see that band perform at that dive bar one time. Mm -hmm. You get to see 50 Cent performing on his mixtape tour one time before Get Rich or Die Trying comes out. You only get to... You see what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. There's just a feeling here of it being the thing that we've been waiting for. And if it's a good movie, more power to it. If it's a terrible movie, fuck it, bro. Throw more wood into the fire. But I'm here for it, dog. My bad, brothers. And I'm <laughs> my bad. Yeah, you're good, man. You're good. I don't I don't think I have anything to add to you. One, real, one week out. One week out. Just let me get this from y'all here. Like, do you think the Batman is gonna be a good movie? I'm confident it's gonna be good. Matt Reeves is gonna make a something solid. I don't know. This can go either way. For me, for me, this is one of those movies I thought to myself, all right, DC, the ball is now... After uh, Spider-Man has, has just basically destroyed anything else in the box office, my first thought was like, all right, DC, what are you going to do now? Because the ball is in your, your court and you have no, 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 no way that you can't take any more L's. You can't mm-hmm. take any more out. This is the last shot you have. If you can't provide on this one, you guys are fucked. <laughs> so that 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 was my my immediate thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go see this, and it's either going to be really good or really bad. Now, uh, what you said, uh, Jack, as far as uh, what the Batman's, I wasn't even anticipating that. What I'm anticipating is this is going to be. Um, Batman Year One, more or less a a subpar fusion mixed version of Batman Year One, down to the way he's acting, how young he is, how angry he is, how the Batmobile is basically a souped up <laughs> muscle car, car with no real, probably barely any gadgets attached to it, just a big old engine oh, with, uh, with extra suspension, um. That that's ma- that's mainly what I was expecting, and just really quickly, I, I say if this does do well, 
and we do get a sequel, I think the route they should go with is Long Halloween. I'm just going to put that well, out now. That's on the way. That's that's definitely on the way. I love that Donovan made that comparison to The Crow because two years ago, that was spot on, and it's, it's it, it just rings so true here mm-hmm. because I see it, man. And that's that's I see it, and I think that's the lane there. But what I like more than anything else, I love the insecurity. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the vibe I get off of this portrayal of Batman is that this is a person who is insecure with everything mm-hmm. that it is that he's doing. And exactly. his remedy to doing that is to whoop ass even more than he was doing before. Double down, da- double down on what, double, what, he, what he's de- what he's doing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. let's double down on punching and kicking even mm-hmm. more than what we did before. If I, we actually, yeah, <laughs> I, I think you mentioned this in another podcast. Mm-hmm. I think you said something about him be going to a uh, see a mental um, absolutely uh, a shrink. And I, and I definitely hope that the movie does do that because that would just add more layers onto him and so, how how nuts he is. So you think he's taking meds? Uh, <laughs> nope. I don't think he's he taking would. meds, but you, you think he's prescribed meds? He's not taking them shits. I think he's going to see a shrink. I don't know if he's on meds, but I definitely think he he should be seeing a shrink. So with that being said, though. With, with all of that being said, when I when I talk about the insecurity, mm-hmm. and I, again, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, and I hope this is the last time I do it before this movie comes out. But this is this is us right here, bro. Yes, we don't have anything in common with being an inherited billionaire or anything like that. But the thing that we have in common with this version of the character is. The need to, and I, when I say us, I mean our age group. Because mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, you can easily imagine this version of the character being the same age that we are right now. Right? Yeah. Like, As actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on whatever age Bruce Wayne was in this current version when his parents died, that movie that they were leaving the theater watching could have been any movie that we went to see as kids with our parents. It could have been Space Jam. It could have been fucking Lion King, Aladdin, whatever movie we grew up on that was in that VHS rotation, right? Yep. The Shadow. <laughs> oh, shit. The Shadow, if, man. If, if any of us were Batman, I know for a fact that we would go too far. I know we would go too far. I know that we would throw in that extra uppercut, that extra kick to the ribs. I know that we would do that because we don't know how to restrain. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. We don't have that same level of restraint or anything like that because the world that we live in has kind of forced us to step over that line and then be aware of it after we step over that line. I need to see this fucking movie, bro. If it's trash, I'm going to be on this podcast telling everybody the reason mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. If it's yeah. a good movie, I'm going to say it's a good movie. But for right now, I think this is the movie that will define the first quarter of 2022. Doctor Strange on balance is probably going to be a more enjoyable 
cinematic experience, but it ain't holding the candle to what this is bringing to the box office. Like, it's a different kind of energy. You know what I mean? The energy is different right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree, man. I That's agree. all I got to say about it. I don't, my bad, brother. This is the last time <laughs> I'm going to reference that movie before it comes out next week. I promise. Yeah, man, you're good. You're good. How to get it out there, man? It's good. It's good. Yeah, man, dude, I am. Yeah. <laughs> 